everybody, it's me, Blue. Welcome or welcome back to BNB Anime with my uh, incredible host. <laughs> I think last week I was French as well. I I don't even remember. I've slept a good bit since then. Hi, I'm Brad. <laughs> yeah, that that's Brad. Uh, he is he is my co-host. Um, and uh, I am yeah. your host. Welcome to my podcast. Yes, this, he is the host. Welcome to his podcast. I am just a reoccurring guest that comes on every week. Um, and uh, yeah, this was your idea. I've just taken over. Yeah, that's well. I mean, story of my life, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> this week we're covering Toxic Relationship Simulator twenty. What year did this come out? <laughs> uh, yeah, honestly, we are. It's My Little Monster. But before we get into the discussion of My Little Monster, how are you, Brad? I'm good. I'm tired. I had two large coffees before we started recording this, so I am wired and ready to go. How are you? I am also tired because somebody had me watching an anime that made me cry. Uh, I warned you. <laughs> yeah, but still, you know, and now I'm tired because this it, this is what happens. This is why I don't watch emotional animes because I end up crying. Uh. So not only did I finish Violet Evergarden, I also watched the latest episode of ReZero and decided to have a good cry over that too. So... My life is great. Yeah, uh-huh. But uh, so much good anime. I'm so content with my life. Uh, uh, but what else have you been getting up to other than anime? Anything fun? Uh, no, just anime. Just anime. That, that's all I've had time for. What about you? I haven't... Uh, uh, physiotherapy, a lot of... Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I mentioned last week that I've been diagnosed with carpal tunnel in my right wrist. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so my whole... I got a regular physio anyways, but yeah, I had a reassessment at the same time anyways, and they found out that I am carrying a lot of tension in my shoulders, which is unsurprising. And uh, so yeah, I have new shoulder and back and spine and neck physio, and then new wrist physio, and then I had blood work done, and then I, yeah, I've just you know, destroying my own body to try and help my own body that's destroying itself, which is great fun. I don't, I don't understand this big science me no understand big stupid brain. <laughs> but hopefully everything starts to kind of piece itself back together and work out for you soon. Yeah, yeah, that's the plan anyways. It's a lot Are of... you wearing your damn brace? I'm not wearing it right now. Baka! I, I was wearing it while I was writing notes, though, so my notes are really scruffy, but, like, I was wearing it during the important time. Baka! Are you wearing it whenever you go to bed? I did last night. <laughs> that, that doesn't answer my question. <laughs> uh, sometimes... That's better. That's still bad. <laughs> but that's better. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyways, so lots of lots of new medical stuff, but it's all good stuff. Hopefully we'll find out some more answers about what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I, I will try my best to stop breaking myself. At least physically, mentally, I'm going to break you with everything we have in our lineup <sighs> coming up. Yeah, you just... <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, outside of what we've been covering on the podcast, watched any new good animes, read any new good manga, I, I know you're in the midst of a book. I am in the midst of a book. I'm reading a book. Who reads these days? I don't even you know. You can read? I, I can, didn't know you could read. I can read. Funnily enough, I can write notes and also read them. Um, 
but yeah. <laughs> I'm glad one of us can read our notes. You should you should see my notes for Violet, my god. Um, I'm, you're gonna have to send me a picture of those, because I'm curious now. Yeah, I no new anime or manga. Uh, I've been trying to steal, um... I'm trying to spot it from the other side of the room and read the like the read the spine, <laughs> but it's too far away and I can't see. Um, I think it's How to Train Magical Beasts. I've got the first volume in my bookshelf, and my brother has the second volume, and I've been trying to steal it, but have been so far unsuccessful. So, <laughs> uh, so I will promise I will steal it at some point, and then can. I can discuss that one. But the first volume is really good. So I am excited to read the second one. The fourth volume of The Majors of the Library, The Majors of the Library, hasn't come out yet as far as I'm aware. It was supposed to mm-hmm. come out this month, but I think it most likely got delayed because of everything that happened with COVID. So I don't actually know when it's supposed to come out, which sucks because I'm really excited for that one. Because the first three volumes of that were really good and it left on a point where I was like, I want to read more, but obviously can't uh, but yeah the book that i've been reading it's a book on witchcraft just you know cash yeah um well i think i've told you guys you think you guys know on the podcast that my my granddad was a white witch and was good friends with the the rumney travelers and he was like the only gorger that they ever interacted with and they the and yeah he was like a whole thing in my family bloodline i'm technically a third generation witch which is hilarious to be able to say but yeah, so I have been trying to learn more about it just for like funsies and just to... Well, I'm also, like I, I mentioned last podcast, I'm working on um, a, a video game, uh, developing a video game that involves a witch character. So I started doing research into it for like background information on that character and like to help build out the storyline, flesh it out, make sure it's at least somewhat traceable to... We're trying to go with more Celtic history, um, so yeah, doing doing like research and fact checking and stuff for that. But the more I've gotten like into it, the more I just find it interesting. And then I've been talking to my mom and stuff about my my granddad because he died when I was eleven. Yeah, just eleven. So I don't actually remember an awful lot about him. So I'm just trying to learn about him as a person and stuff. So yeah, it's been very interesting opening myself up to a side of the family that I'm not really as accustomed to as I'd like to be, maybe, because I'm, yeah, I come from a very science-based family, and this is completely not science, so... Senku would be proud. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, (laughs) Every time I hear you talking about witches, though, I just, like, am flooded with a bunch of Monty Python references. Honestly, though, um, I was talking to a mutual friend of ours about... About, yeah, I was sending him, um the folklore names for uh like different herbs uh but to try and help come up with a, a name for one of the characters and he was saying that half of the names of those could be Monty Python insults and I was like yeah <laughs> honestly uh, that's great <laughs> mm-hmm. but you know what's what's interesting is I'm learning that things that I just thought were weird family traditions it turns out are like ancient witchcraft that I had no idea was and like my mom didn't know was because they're just things that we did in our family it turns out no actually that's really ancient witchcraft and we've just been doing it casually in our family for years <laughs> and I'm like oh fun well looky there yeah like uh saluting at magpies hmm. I was like oh yeah that's just a that's just a luck thing for our family it's like no actually that's a because it's a one for sorrow 
two for joy, three for a girl, four for a boy, and then it continues on. It's like how many magpies there are. And if you just see one magpie by himself, you have to like salute or acknowledge the magpie. I, ow. <laughs> so we just had a conversation about breaking yourself. Yeah. Uh, that was Baka. unsuccessful. <laughs> Obviously. Um, but yeah, if there's a magpie and there's one by himself, it means sorrow. So you like salute or acknowledge the magpie to stop him from cursing you with sorrow. Or you could say, hello, Mr. Magpie, where's your wife? And that's another rhyme. I, I don't know why, okay? This is just things that my family does that I'm now learning as witchcraft. So, um, yeah. <laughs> There's more of them as well, but that one, that one always made me laugh. So Sorry, like, my, my brain isn't dying. It's fine. It's fine? Okay, good to know. Good to I'm know. okay. <laughs> do you have any weird family traditions or things like that that you do? No. My family is as non-normally normal as you could not necessarily say ask for. It's just very plain. Both sides of my family are very plain. Yeah. I always thought that my family was boring, but I'm learning that maybe it's not. One of these days I'm going to find like a secret treasure chest or some oh, shit with like yeah. all sorts of backstory information and I can finally live my anime MC life that I've always thought i was supposed to have i know i i want to find like a box of old letters in the attic or something i wonder if we have an attic <laughs> i don't know we have a safe oh interesting maybe i'll find letters in the safe i don't know where's the dynamite <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i want to like take apart like an old clock or something and find a key and it's like well now what do i do and then you like take apart the old piano and inside the piano is a letter that tells you what to do with the key and then you have to go on a wild adventure for six months to try and find the history of your family and it turns out you're a descendant of a race that used to train dragons i need this in my life i need some sort of semblance of importance Oh, you are important. <laughs> uh, lies. Not lies. I could not do this podcast without you. I would just be like one weirdo sitting on themselves talking for <laughs> nobody to listen to. Okay, hear me out really quick. You stream. Yeah, but people listen to my streams and they respond. But nobody starts out having viewers. So you were that person <laughs> at <laughs> one point. That is true. I still am that person. <laughs> no, you're not. No, I still am. No. It depends. Look, I streamed The Last of Us for a really long time. I was that person for a little bit. It's <laughs> because you were streaming for like 13 hours straight. Like a crazy Look, person. man, okay? I thought I could finish it. Yeah, you Come thought you could do a 13-hour game wrong. in one sitting. And I'm like, you're, you're, no. It's not happening, but you're like, I can do it, I can do it. Like, okay, well, I'm not going to say that I believe in you, but I don't believe in you. <laughs> Look, okay, it's not my fault that karma, God, whatever, decided to come crashing down and make me hurt my back the day before. Because I had big plans, and then work was just like, fuck you. But if it's karma, <laughs> then it literally is your fault. That's how karma works. <laughs> I don't know what I've done to deserve that amount of bad karma, but I knew I should have helped Mrs. Pimperton cross the road. Uh, it's always Mrs. Pimperton. It's always her fault. Or Dinkleberg. <laughs> Is that reference still topical? I don't know. <laughs> I like to think so. <laughs> as long as somebody gets it and gets a laugh, 
I guess I'm okay with it. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, got anything that you want to talk about before we, before we, I don't know, what, what are we doing today? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, shit. <laughs> but as far as stuff to talk about, strap in, ReZero, episode oh. four. We got the backstory that we've been waiting for. We find out why Subaru is a shut-in neat. We also get more backstory, and we also get to meet his parents. All in one episode. Wow, that's a lot of backstory. Oh, so I mentioned it a little bit in the last episode about how, or even the episode before, because I've been watching this week to week, about how every episode has left me with more questions. Mm-hmm. And so every episode has left me with more questions. And I finally, and especially the last episode, I was just like, what the fuck? Because his dad gets introduced at the very end of the episode. And then going into this one, it just kind of explains everything. And I'm just like, what the crap is going on? I am thoroughly confused, but also very much enjoying how excited you are about this series. Oh, I am like, the main reason I made us cover it was because I it was right before it was supposed to start initially coming out. So I was like super excited to watch it but also i figured you would really enjoy it so that's another reason why i suggested it because you know your boy hasn't made a single bad suggestion yet <laughs> dive hey okay <laughs> dive was not that bad you know what you're right gun frontier was worse yeah but I dive know. is still bad dive at least didn't have really creepy age gaps in it you know what you're also right <laughs> but on the flip side of that though they could have done better with the animation to fix the age gap because it doesn't. I have questions. <laughs> <laughs> now, granted, we'll talk about that more here in a couple weeks whenever Violet Evergarden drops. Yeah. However, I will say this, though. Violet Evergarden is one of the most beautifully animated week to week shows that you'll ever watch. Yeah. So props to Kyoto Animation. I... They deserve all the props for that. I genuinely... Like I told, I told Brad, I was like, oh, I think I may have found someone new to cosplay as because I love Violet's, both her green skirt and white dress combo and then her uniform, um, her doll uniform. I love both of those a lot. And I'm like, ah, do I want to cosplay? But then I'm also like, but why did they have to make that the age gap for both of the two main people that you're supposed to go Oh, this is such a sweet romance for. For both of those two romances, the age gap is ridiculous. It really is. But the soundtrack to that show, though, is really soundtrack fucking is good. Soundtrack is amazing. I just don't like the fact that they try and make you feel things for that relationship. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no, no. Couldn't she be 18? <laughs> like, please. Both cases, 18, just please. Just make him 18, it would have not changed your story at all. The point could have still been made. Nothing would be different if you just made them 18. Yeah, ah. I was getting, like, I was getting real Your Line April vibes with how they were pulling all that shit off. Mm-hmm. Just like, they're kids, but are they kids? Uh, but, uh, uh. But are they? But they're interacting uh, with adults. It's like, oh, God, gross. Okay. Yeah, but anyway. I got that off my chest. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. it's not even the episode it's for not that. Even the, oh, my God. 
be prepared when the Violet, Violet Evergarden episode comes out, you will hear this rant again because I can't talk about this. Sh- like, it's such a good show, but automatically dock like two points off of it because of the fact that it's just creepy. <laughs> yeah. What is it with it. us and the amount of creep that we've been watching here lately? Yeah. Like, uh, and it's it's so good. It that's why it's frustrating. It's it's because the show is genuinely really good, and they ruin it by making it creepy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Because if they could fix that one issue, it would be amazing. It would be such a good show. Heartfelt, dramatic, gory, scary, thriller, like all of this stuff. It would be so good. Yeah, like, I could almost give it a 10. Like, it's that close to being on the cusp of being perfect. Because animation, top-notch. Yeah, music, music amazing. top-notch. Story, top-notch. It's just, fix the age gap, and, like, you almost forget about it until they keep calling Violet a child. Yeah. Because in both the sub and the dub, they keep referring to her as a child. Yeah. Like, she's parachuting in the air, and people on the ground is like, huh? Is that a kid? Yeah. Like, ah, uh, anyway. Ugh. So, topic for this week. Yeah. Also creepy. Also But creepy, in a different way. But in a different way. And, okay, so this is creepy in a different way, but this is creepy. It's, it's definitely less creepy. Definitely less creepy, but it is kind of rapey. It is kind of rapey. But not in that way. Not actually. Um, It's just that, yeah, I mean, it's, it is, it's stupid stuff that teenage boys say. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, it's... Haru is a slightly warped teenage boy. Yeah, and he's clearly had some severe childhood trauma. We'll get oh, into definitely. that later. But, like, yeah, so because of that, he has no filter and is grew up in a not-okay household, which is no excuse. But uh, it does explain his behavior. But they are still... They're in the same class. They're the same age. They are... Like, she's grown up in a good household she's kind of got a good head on her shoulders kind of um (laughs) and uh but yeah definitely less creepy still some questionable jokes but overall rom-com overall rom-com some really funny moments yeah some really funny moments and then there's some stuff that's supposed to come across as funny and then for me it didn't necessarily stick home Mm -hmm. agreed I don't know, though. Still a good show. Still a good show. But we are getting slightly ahead of ourselves because I have news. News? PA Works has a... They have unveiled... I can speak. They've unveiled a new anime called The Day I Became a God. And they've also revealed a new video trailer. They've revealed some of the cast and staff. And I feel like we talked about this before, back whenever it was teased. Mm-hmm. But I'm intrigued, because as someone who regularly quotes that he is a god, I'm intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> I quote that probably a lot more than I should. It's a godly thing to do. I mean, <laughs> you know, if I was, I would boast about this all the time. <laughs> probably a good thing I'm not. Just be like, hey, how's it going? I'm a god. <laughs> Yeah, I would as well, to be honest. (laughs) Because, I mean, it's like, 
if I still looked like me, there's nothing impressive about this. And it doesn't it doesn't make it any better that I'm sitting here like gesturing to myself up and down while I'm recording a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I do that all the time as well. Like I have I think anyone who's watched any of my streams or seen out any of my art videos knows that I gesture a lot with my hands. I'm actually doing it right now. And <laughs> Yeah, like, I'm an animated speaker. Like, I like yeah. to move my hands and stuff whenever me I talk, too. and especially while I stream. Oh, yeah, me too. And with us being mouse and keyboard people, it doesn't help whenever you do that, because then you get distracted with what you're actually doing. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. I have, I'm always pausing games to, like, talk, because I'm, I have to pause, talk, play the game. Pause, talk, play the game. <laughs> And then ignore some of your favorite people in chat. Yeah, well, you guys are always having your own conversations about stuff that I don't know about. Or you're saying something <laughs> real stupid and I don't want to know about it. <laughs> I see where I stand in this friendship. It's okay. I'm glad I'm you're fine. in your place. <laughs> yeah, obviously. I'm a god. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Anyway, I'm excited for it. It looks really nifty. I think it'll be good. I don't know. I say this about a lot of stuff, and then it ends up being shit. Well, you know. Rent-a-girlfriend's starting to get real kind of cringy. I mean, it still has its moments, but it's a little cringy, too. Oh, no. So, I don't know. I hope it gets better. It's one of those to where I might stop watching it week to week and then just binge it whenever it all comes out, because maybe then I'll appreciate it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But it's not worth getting excited about right now to watch it week to week. Right. It's not like Sword Art Online or ReZero, especially ReZero. Fuck, I cried. <laughs> However, different story. Second piece of news. Funimation has unveiled the cast for Kaguya-sama Love is War Season 2. Ah. Here's where I have a problem with this. They're dubbing the second season before they dub the first. Oh. Yeah. Slight, slight problem. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's because the second season just came out, and the second season is apparently more popular than the first. Although, I really enjoyed the first season. I've really enjoyed what I've seen of the second season. Like, they're both really good. Mm-hmm. However, is it more popular, or does it deserve to be more popular, in my opinion? I don't know. Right. I mean, it makes sense to do it that way, I guess. So long as they get the first season out real quick after they get the second season out. But I can understand why they want to hop on the second season bandwagon while people are still, like, hyped about it. Yeah. But, I mean, why not just release them both at the same time? True. Like, that's kind of my thinking on it. Like, if you have already done the recording for both, why just, release them separately? Yeah. Just do a big drop. Or, like, release them within a week of each other. Release season one and then season two right after. Yeah, something like that. Like, give us... Just give it to us, because it's a really good show, and I really want to watch it dubbed. Did you watch that clip I sent you of the volleyball training montage last yeah, night? Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> Was that not great? Yeah. <laughs> I raised that boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. And also, here's my thing about this show, too. So, the third episode, they brought in a separate animation team just to animate that outro. It's awesome. the only time it's in there. It's the only time you'll ever see it. They don't include it in anything else. And it's just Chica, the pink-haired girl, dancing. That's it. <laughs> why not? I mean, why not? I mean, she is the most popular character in the show. So I get it. But my goodness. 
but I'm excited for that. That'll be good. Next piece of news, the Weathering With You manga will officially end next month. So I guess it's going to end right as the film drops. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I mean, they essentially pulled a your name, the film came out, and then they just released a manga to go side by side with it. Right. So I'm probably going to get it, probably going to read it, because, I mean, Makoto Shinkai is phenomenal, and I like all the stuff that he does, so if there's a manga included with it, if it has any sort of extra information, I'm down. Mm-hmm. Although, one thing that I will say... So, for those of us that saw it in theaters, there is a very climactic scene at the end of the film where Shinkai forgot to animate clouds. Mm -hmm. And we're actually going to get that in the version that you and I are going to watch next week. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> you'll never notice what's different. However, <laughs> whenever you'll see it, you're just going to look at it and you're going to be like, oh, okay, that's uh, a, <laughs> like, I can see why clouds are necessary. <laughs> Yeah. If we didn't get them in theaters, so. <laughs> That's funny. It is. However, will I notice? I don't know. And then, fourth piece of news. More dub news. The pet girl of Sakura So is officially getting dubbed. Sentai Filmworks has, li has licensed it and unveiled the cast. Nice. It's a really funny slice of life rom-com that I enjoyed. I don't even know when I watched it. It was a couple years back. So I'm mm. excited for the dub just to kind of get me reintroduced to it because it's been on my list of things to want to rewatch because, again, I'm a sucker for rom-coms and need more rom-coms in my life. Mm -hmm. But I never know which new ones to start because anytime you look up lists, everything that's in like the top five or ten are basically things I've already seen. Yeah. And I don't think I'm going to find a gem like Tanaka Kun just lying around. I need to leave that up to you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, if I find something real good, I find something real bad right after. So, you know, it's hit or miss with me. <laughs> I mean, you know, it it comes with the territory. I just need Daddy you to... Betty doesn't kiss you. <laughs> Sorry, I said hit or miss. I can't help it. Uh, my brain. I'm sorry. It hurts. I'm sorry. Moving on. <laughs> Lisa's Garinge has officially topped 1 million downloads. Ah. She is the first female artist to reach over 1 million downloads ever since the Oricon Digital Rankings officially came out. Nice. And she is the third J-pop or Japanese artist to officially pull over a million downloads in any genre. Nice. And although I say she's only the third artist, she's the second artist. The other artist, whose name I forgot to write down, has had two singles top over a million downloads. Right, cool. Which I think is surprising. Yeah. Because you listen to other artists who get like multi-platinum downloads and all this other stuff. So to hear that, you know, there's only two artists that have pulled over a million downloads, period. I'm just like, wait, what? Yeah, that is kind of surprising. Yeah, so I don't know, but congrats, definitely, are yeah, in order. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of congrats, for my final piece of news, Crunchyroll has officially gotten over 3 million subscribers. Aw, good on them. Yeah, yay, congratulations. Yeah, Crunchyroll is like the first anime watching site that was really available 
for Western audiences. Yeah, and it's also the largest, too. Yeah. Like, with their massive library and everything, like, Mm -hmm. they are, without a doubt, the largest Western streaming service of anime. Yeah, well, they kind of hopped on the the stream the online streaming situation right after Netflix kind of established themselves. Yeah, because Crunchyroll became commercially available in 2008. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, so right I wish I knew time. about this shit back in 2008. Right? Yeah. Back whenever I was in my phase of yeah, anime stupid. Because mm-hmm. maybe I would have seen some better stuff instead of coming across it so much later in my life. Mm-hmm. But then again, yeah. I don't know. In 2008, I was still in England. In 2008, I was a depressed middle schooler. Yeah, I was I right? was still in England. 2008, 2009, was that my 8th grade year? I don't remember. 2009, we emigrated. I'm old. I, I say I'm old. I'm going to be 25 in three weeks. You are old. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Older than you. Only by like two and a half years. Ouch on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you're like only a couple months younger than my brother. Really? Yeah. He's Anytime I've June... heard you talk about your brother, I just assumed he was older than me. Yeah, well, he is, but like by like two months. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought like at least a year or two older. No, he's he's a June baby. Ah, ah Sukhoi. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm November of 97. Ouchon. You're, the, you know what's funny is the twins, Um, I like ever, the twins are my friends, right? Rather than my brother's friends. But uh-huh. they're like six months younger than him and two years older than me. Huh. But we, yeah, we were in the same classes at school and stuff, so. Wait, what? <laughs> well, because when my brother and I emigrated, we got bumped a grade each uh-huh. because the English curriculum is harder than Canadian curriculum. Uh-huh. Um, and then they went to a private Christian academy and they did their classes really weirdly there because there was 12 students in their entire year. And so they did like math and they did grade 10, 11, 12 math or like grade 11 and 12 math in one semester. And then they did uh like biology and then they did grade 11 and 12 biology in one semester and so they did like they finished everything got their grad credits and then did a new subject and got their grad credits so they came ended up coming to the high school to take a couple classes and some of the classes that they took because although they were in their graduating year and I was in my grade 11 year they had to take the grade 11 stuff because they were doing like they had done their subjects really weird my brain hurts it's just private i guess private academy stuff like when you're at a tiny school you don't have to follow the regular way of doing stuff uh but anyway so it meant that they were in some of my classes because yeah they hadn't done any like science or anything or well they hadn't done math and they hadn't done something else i don't know and then we had an elective together we took film class together no no here's why my brain hurts you have friends? Rude. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> and yeah, I do have friends, but they don't live here anymore, so I don't have any friends here. Aw, oh, hugs. One of them's in Montreal, <laughs> and the other one's in uh, uh, Newfoundland. Newfoundland? Newfoundland. How is it still new? 
Well, it is new compared to the rest of the world. But it's not new anymore. It's also, if it's been found, it wasn't it's not found. New. It was already like people knew about it. It's just that white people didn't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's just yeah, yeah. Sometimes so. I wonder if historians just have a ball over this shit. Uh, crying or laughing? Because honestly, same. Both. Yeah, mood. <laughs> Big mood. Big mood. <laughs> Oh, so I think that wraps up the news. How did we get so distracted? <laughs> How blue? Come on now, <laughs> <laughs> this this is us. We're talking yeah, about that's true. Would it, would it be a podcast? I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. Would it be one of our podcasts? <laughs> would it be a podcast if we didn't get distracted? No. Yeah, would it be one of not, our podcasts? All structured if we didn't podcasts get... are now no longer podcasts. They are just radio broadcasts of somebody rattling off information. Wait, is that is that what we do? Do we just <laughs> do we just rattle off information? Kind of. And I I some tell people listen to it I... <laughs> I don't know what I was going for there no I don't really know either but we'll go with it okay yeah. my little I... monster I'm sorry that you put up with me I don't know how you put up with me like how? I derail every single one of our conversations. Nah, fam. I think that's me. I think I I I, I don't know. I can't even speak. <laughs> that's okay. Neither can I. However, speaking of speaking, let's cover something that's not speaking. It's words. Okay. <laughs> the My Little Monster manga was published by Kodansha Comics and published in America under Kodansha USA. Its original run ran from August 23rd, two days after my birthday, in 2008, oh hey, we're back there again, to <laughs> June <laughs> of June. <laughs> uh, too much coffee. <laughs> anyway, 2008 to June of 2013. It had a total of 12 volumes plus one special volume. What's a special volume? Is it an OVA that's not an OVA? No, it's just a manga that's in specifically gold-foiled manga cover paper. Isn't that your Magus of the Library or whatever? Yes. It has, like, nice, frilly gold frame, even though it's not actual gold? Uh, how do you know it's not actual gold? I'm rich. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of gold, did you know that they're making a 24 karat gold PS5? Why? I don't know. <laughs> but it's a thing. They're making it. Gold is such a soft metal. You breathe on it, it'll dent. I'm assuming it's just going to be like the type of gold that they put on food. Delicious. Like it's just going to be like an aluminum foil wrapping, but instead of aluminum foil wrapping, it's just going to be gold. Yeah, cuz that's not I mean what would you even do with it? Put it in a glass case and leave it there? Like, you can't play it. You'd destroy it. But think about it, though. That's like the ultimate gaming power move. Ultimate flex. <laughs> like, hey, 
Look at you guys over there playing on your normal PS5s. I'm over here with Horizon Zero Dawn on like 24k gold. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't play any different. It's just gold. It's just gold. Could you imagine if they? Could you imagine if it made every single game that you ever played have this like gold filter over it? <laughs> oh, everything you play like GTA, and it's just all of the cars are gold. All of the characters' t-shirts are gold. Anyone wearing the pig helmet or whatever is it's gold now. <laughs> the road's gold. You can't see anything because it's all gold. <laughs> and yet somebody looks at you, and you're just decked out in gold. Right. Or, no, you have gold-tinted glasses. That's it. <laughs> it just gives you those... It just comes with those paper 3D glasses, but instead of the red and the blue, it's just got this gold foil in it. So you just... The plastic, you're just looking through these gold cardboard glasses. It's like those apps that cost $10,000 to buy, but they have no use other than the fact you could say you have it on your phone. It's one of those. It's just that. That's all it is. It has no practical use. What if it doesn't even work because they wrapped it in gold? That would fuck up your fan. Yeah, the whole thing is wrapped in gold. You can't put anything in it. You can't plug anything in. You can't... It's just a gold box. It's not even a PlayStation. They just put some rocks in a box and covered it in gold foil. It turns into the old 360s that used to catch fire if you left them on for like longer than 30 minutes. It's just one of those. If you actually manage to get the gold off and plug it in, it just fucking burns your house down. And then you're just left with a flaky pile of gold. <laughs> Nothing to do with it. Just take it to the pawn shop amongst the ashes. I have Please. some gold. Please, sir, may I have some bread? May I have some more? <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, how did we get here? Yeah, uh, after that tangent, uh, more background information on my little monster. Yeah, okay, let's talk about the show a little bit. So, uh, my little, hang <laughs> on, <got> my brain. <laughs> Speaking of Brain, My Little Monster was made by Brain's Base Studio. You need to stop that. That's two really awkward transitions now. Speaking of speaking, that's how we word, and that's where you get the manga. Speaking of gold and Brain, Brain is the studio, Brain. Hello. I didn't didn't mean for it to come across that way. It It set itself up for failure, and I was there to catch it. (laughs) so (laughs) brain based studio is known for durabara durabara d-u-r-a-r-a-r-a exclamation point exclamation point ah i've heard of it it's one of the few shows that i've heard of on the list but haven't actually watched and i know nothing about it it's just been suggested to me by a couple people Mm -hmm. however outside of that you have my teen romantic comedy Snafu, just the first season. It's another one of those anime that just swaps studios. Mm-hmm. And then its most recent incarnation is Inspector, which I've seen the first couple of episodes of. It's a really interesting concept. Okay. It's just, that's all I've seen is the first couple episodes. Okay. 
So, I don't know. I need to watch more. However, fairly interesting. Do-do-do-do-do. Inspector Gadget. Do-do-do-do-do. Okay. Um, so... <laughs> I was gonna let you just sit on that one for a little bit. Okay, yeah. Yeah, uh, so, so glad you did that. Uh, <laughs> this show apparently has an OVA. Did you know this? I did not know this. I did not know this. I wonder where we find it. Because I don't know about you, but did you feel like there was just something lacking in the ending? Uh, yeah, kind of. Because I just watched the last episode and I felt very unsatisfied with how mm. it ended. So yeah. I don't, I thought it might have just been me, but I was just sitting there and I finished it and I was just like, wait, it's over? I don't get any more of this shit? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, my notes are bizarre. Okay. Um. <laughs> I'm, I'm intrigued to hear the plot line then, because I want to know what sense you made out of all this, because all, <laughs> all I remember, since we watched this like two or three weeks ago now at this point, all I remember is the chicken. Mm-hmm. Yep, same. Um. The chicken is best boy. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so background on My Little Monster. It is about a young... First year of high school, Shizuku, who is completely obsessed with grades, school. That's all she does. She has no friends. She doesn't care about anybody else. She's just like, she doesn't, she has no feelings towards anybody else. She just likes to sit in the classroom and do her homework and stuff. Um, Relatable. So relatable. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, then she one day gets paired uh, up. Next to her, she sits next to classmate Haru. Haru was suspended on the first day of school for fighting. So it just isn't there. So then one day (laughs) she gets approached by her teacher. It's like, hey, drop off these worksheets at his house. And she's like, okay. Um, And she goes to drop off the worksheets at his house. And he's like, ah, yeah, I love you. And she's like, what? That's... (laughs) Not exactly how that happened, but we'll go with it. And so then he's like, I'm going to make you fall in love with me. And then it's this weird cat and mouse game of who loves who between them, her learning how to emote because she doesn't know how to emote and him learning how to not be an aggressive buffoon. <laughs> and and yeah, you learn about his history. He's actually really smart. Brother's a douche. Like all of this kinds of stuff. Um, there's no, I wouldn't, there's no real trigger warnings on it other than there's a couple of really bad rape jokes that don't land. They do not land. Um, no, they do not land at all. No. Um, and it, they're kind of a little bit jarring because they come out of nowhere and then never get brought up again. And it's just like, okay, well, was that necessary? Apparently. Yeah. Not appropriate, but they're in there. Did you notice that this is two anime back to back? Of trying to watch somebody learn how to emote. Huh, and and the and Violet Evergarden is also trying to watch somebody learn how to emote. Anime characters don't understand their own emotions. Relatable. No, they also same. <laughs> also, yeah, me too. Yeah, so it's and it's just about them going through school and being idiot first year high schoolers and about their friends and and the group that they made out of the chicken. And that's the background. <laughs> I have nothing more to add. That's it. Just it's, chicken. Yeah, it's it's honestly, I mean, it's a slice of life. It's nothing, there's nothing, no big storyline. Um, it's just about their relationship and about them trying to figure out how they feel about each other and, and 
douchebags. It's... <laughs> I don't want to say it's the most awkward slice of life rom-com that I've watched. It's up there, though. But it's probably the most awkward slice of life rom-com yeah. that I've watched that's not a harem anime. Yeah. And it's not awkward like you skip stuff. It's not cringe, like embarrassing. It's just odd. Yeah, it's... Odd is about the only word I have to describe it. Yeah. Because I remember you suggested the manga of this to me, and I read it, and I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And then some of the stuff still didn't land in the manga. No. But then watching the show, stuff still really doesn't land at yeah. all. Yeah, and I I binge read the manga a while back, and uh, I you just like romances, and I was like, oh, I've read a romance, here's a romance. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I don't know, I didn't really pay much attention to it, other than like, oh yeah, I remember it being like, not bad. And I'd still describe it as that, it's not bad. I mean, I, I don't know, it's not bad. It's, it's not bad. It's not great. It's not, it is what it is. Anyways, let's put up that <clears throat> spoiler warning and jump into it. And then at the end of the podcast, after we go through all of the episodes, we can discuss further um our actual opinions on it once we remember a little bit more about it because i don't know about you brad but uh, i'm struggling yeah again the only thing i really remember is really shitty rape jokes chicken and being very dissatisfied with the ending yeah I don't actually remember the ending at all, so let's jump into it and see if my notes can clarify and jog my memory. Um, Hopefully so. First things yeah. first. OP and ED. Both shit. I remember nothing about them. Point made. Okay, <laughs> story time. <laughs> yeah, spoiler warning officially up. Uh, episode one, sitting next to Yoshida-kun. Uh, yeah, so she's a coon, first year at high school, whose classmate, uh, Haru, was suspended on the first day of school for fighting. One day, teacher approaches her, asks her to drop off some worksheets at his house. She goes, and he has a dangerous personality, freaks her out, uh, but he calls some friends. Oh, by the way, if there are any young teenager, or anybody actually listening, but specifically teenagers around the same age as these characters in this anime... If you are listening to this, this is not romantic. Their behavior is not healthy. Their relationship is not healthy. Do not aim for this kind of relationship. If there is a per partner who you are interested in and they act like Haru does in this, run far away as fast as you can. Do not get in that relationship. It's not cute. It's very dangerous. It's fine in an anime, I guess, but in real life, no. I don't even think it was fine in an anime if they didn't try to pull a food wars and like do like the funny chibi animations along with half the stuff yeah it's not yeah it's just not healthy it's just it no don't do if it. you're abused or threatened in any way shape form or fashion run yeah absolutely absolutely um that's been your weekly PSA from Brad and Blue. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, some of the stuff in here that he does is not cute. Um, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he has a real dangerous personality, and he freaks her out. Uh, but he calls them friends, and she swoons about that, apparently. I don't know. But she also doesn't, because she doesn't feel emotion. But she clearly does feel emotion, she just doesn't understand it. Anyways. Um, also, yeah, if you find someone that you really like, but they do not know how 
to emote or like understand their own emotion, maybe you shouldn't get in that relationship either and just be friends with them because um, yeah, people need to understand themselves before they can try and be in a relationship and understand another person. But okay. <laughs> We're not here also to give true. relationship advice, but I'm just saying not healthy. Please don't. Um, Truth. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so then she's asked by the teacher to actually try and persuade him to come back to school because he was suspended over the fight, but he's actually, like, his suspension is finished. But he's now super just distrustful of the school because the reason why he got into a fight in the first place on the first day of school was protecting someone. Like, he was there, someone was getting beaten up for their lunch money or something. And he stepped in, but the teachers only saw him stepping in, getting into a fight. He left a blood mark that stayed on the wall of the school building the entire series. Um, so, Not healthy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Not healthy, he's scary. Clean your damn walls, please. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Diseases. Um, and... (laughs) And, yeah, so they said, oh, his suspension's over. He can actually come back to school, but he's super distrustful distrustful of school. Turns out it's actually not the first time, but we'll discuss that later. Also, this teacher, like, if she... Who? Okay, what teacher is like, oh, yeah, this boy got into a really serious fight on his first day of school. Let's have his quiet, unassuming female classmate go to his personal residence and drop off these papers. Like, what? I know it's anime world, but, like, seriously. (laughs) That's what I was just going to sit here and say. Only in anime do you have this shit happen. Yeah, especially a female teacher. Like, a female teacher knows not to send a girl alone to somebody else's place where they don't know. Like, yeah, he was suspended for, like, there was a body line on the school building. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, we're just ranting about this now. This isn't even discussing the show. It's just like, if this is real life, this is fucked. (laughs) 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 Okay. Yeah, so, oh yeah, she gets kidnapped by him, um, because, she, like, he, uh, notices, uh, she notices that his friends are only using him for money, and, um, yeah, like, so she gets kidnapped by him, they're like, we're friends now, you're gonna come eat food with me, and she has to go, so she gets kidnapped by him, um, and then when they're in, like, McDonald's or whatever it is that they changed it to, because it's not McDonald's, and they change one letter in it to make it not be McDonald's, but we all know it's McDonald's. Um, they sit down at uh, the table there and then some of his friends go around. They're like, oh, it's Haru. But they're not actually friends. They're just a bunch of delinquents. And they're like, hey, give us money. And Haru gives them money. And then they leave. The friends leave. And she goes, hey, you know that they're using you for money, right? Like, that, that's not what friends do. They're not your friends. And he pours a drink on her. So then she goes outside. And he, like, storms off outside. She goes outside, follows him, and then pours her drink on him and then goes home. Like, okay, that's healthy. Um... <laughs> power move (laughs) so now they're both wet and sticky and yeah okay great and yeah so then a couple days later she is informed that he's going to be expelled if he doesn't just show up to school so she goes and finds him again like a weirdo who does that I would not have gone and found him again I'd have been like sod it if he gets expelled sucks to be him I don't care he poured a drink on me but you know she apparently feels guilty about it and goes to tell him and oh by the way his house is also batting cages for baseball well his house isn't he lives above it it's not like he's sleeping in the batting cage like his house is is above it and his cousin runs the the shop 
So she goes and when she gets to his place, him and his friends are there. Um, but his friends are like in the sitting area outside of the batting cages, like the lobby, I guess, the waiting area. And she overhears them badmouthing him. So she defends him, which, why? But okay, go off. Um, and and then she hugs him to comfort him. And he walks her home, which is kind of nice. But also, you poured a drink on her, right? Like, uh, walking me home doesn't... Like, also, why would you let him? He's a creep. But... <laughs> Um, and he then confesses his love for her outside of her house when they've had two interactions, one of which he poured a drink. I'm not going to get over this. He poured a drink on her. (laughs) (laughs) He forced her to go eat food with him and then he poured a drink on her head and then the next time they meet, he's like, I love you. Like, okay. But, um... (laughs) progressively getting more and more and more angry as this goes this is still the first episode um why am i so intense about this i need to calm down um i think i I think violet just kind of ruined it did it's violet uh, with that age gap thing it's put me in a mood of this is creepy and now everything i see is just this is creepy and my creep barriers up and i'm like so I'm sorry, but I'm not. <laughs> but seriously, on a 10-year age gap, I'm not... Huh. Okay. <laughs> next... Well, I don't want to say next week. Three weeks from now. <laughs> At some point, you will get my full rant and opinion on Violet Evergarden, and I'm still mad about it, and I will be mad about it then as well. But, okay. <clears throat> I'm gonna... I'm gonna try and relax a little bit, or else I'm just gonna be yelling this whole podcast. Breathe in. Breathe out. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> i mean yeah she believes that it's imprinting which i think is hilarious like a chicken cracks out of the egg like a little chick and it's like oh you're my mom like she believes that that's kind of how he's feeling so she's like because like he never had any friends like real friends so um she's like okay well you know if you still feel this way in a while then maybe we can revisit this but like not right now which is healthy one healthy thing that happened so far and he wants to prove her wrong and say that he'll always love her, but that's exactly what happens. Uh huh. So he's like, I'm gonna make you fall in love with me. I promise I'll still love you. Anyway, Yoshida has many misconceptions about school life, or Haru has many misconceptions, but is secretly the smartest kid in the year. So basically, what happened is that he took the entrance exams, smartest kid, top score. They were supposed to do our oh, entrance school thing, like an entrance school speech. Smartest kid of the year gets to make the speech for the new first years that are coming to the school. He never showed up because he was suspended on the first day. Um, she has been aiming and working her ass off to be the smartest kid in the school, to be the smartest kid in her grade. She isn't that. He has never showed up for a day of class. And yet he is like still the smartest kid in school. And she's real pissed about it because priorities. And the fact that she has to like work really hard for it and he just didn't even show up to school and he's like first of the school year, which would piss me off as well. So I feel you. But he keeps making it real hard for her to study now that he's finally showing back up at school again because he's trying to make her fall in love with him. And so as he's trying to make her fall in love with him, he's making it really hard for her to study. All she cares about is studying. She's getting really angry about it. When she finds out that he's a number one student, he's like getting in fights and stuff. She's getting really frustrated. She's not happy that he's number one student. And then she gets kidnapped again by the upperclassmen who have made enemies with Haru. 
uh, due to some kind of previous fight that he was in. And she actually uses the time to study for midterms because they're just making her sit into the classroom because they know that he's close with her and they want to face him. So they take her, put her in the classroom, then they know that he'll show up so that they can fight him. And she's just like, okay, well, this is cool because they're going to leave me alone so I can sit in the back of the classroom and study. And then he comes bursting through the door to come and save her, but ends up knocking her the F out and giving her a nosebleed. She retaliates by saying really mean things to him, but honestly, like she, he gave he made no no he gave her a bloody nose. Like okay, it's cool, and <laughs> it's not cool to yell at someone, but still, like I ah conflicted. Basically, yeah, she states that he, she isn't the person he needs for comfort because she doesn't care about him. She's like you, like you clearly need someone to comfort you to be nice to you. I am not that person. I don't care. I just want to study. Leave me alone. After the midterm exams happen, she places first, but she is feeling really empty and can't really stop thinking about him. So she goes to him and shows him her scorecard and is like, hey, look, I got number one place. And she tells him that she was happy, but she tells him that she's actually happy when he saved her and thanks him, which I wouldn't, but she's a different human to I am. So she's not a human. She's an anime character. And I was so frustrated. Okay. Uh, and he calms down after that and lets her study as it's important to her. On the way to go get food after studying, he kisses her! Yay! Uh, episode two. (laughs) Weird. Girl can eat. She eats a lot. Haru forgot to put his name on his midterm exam, so he has to retake it, and that's the other reason why he didn't score higher than her. It was because he forgot to put his name on his exams. However, he would have scored higher than her if he had, yeah. Uh, Everyone is used to his insanity now, like bringing a chicken into class. And Shizuku might just slightly be in love with Haru, just slightly. I don't know why, but she is. And Shade, okay. um, (laughs) uh, Natsume uh, falls into a bin. What? Why do I have that in my notes? To ask for help studying for studying help. Why does she fall into a bin to ask for help? I guess she falls into a bin to ask for help studying. <laughs> I do not remember that, but it's in my notes. So she falls into a bin. I don't remember this either. <laughs> no, okay. She is so dang cute that she has to blow chunks to get boys to stop from falling in love with her. What is my notes? What does that mean? I don't know, but I'm so humored. <laughs> oh, I remember. You know when they went out to food and she was trying to persuade them to um to help to teach her to study because she's so like failing her classes so badly, um and she has to take these the makeup exams, and mm-hmm. she's sitting across from Shizuku and Shizuku is eating like so much because she's stress eating, and uh, she eats the same amount. And then they leave the store and she's like, "Give me a second and she just vomits beside the entrance of the store. Do you remember this? Yes, yes yeah. I do. Okay, so she blows chunks to stop guys from falling in love with her because then she asks Haru, oh, you can teach me, but only if you don't fall in love with me. And he says, oh, I'm in love with that and points at Shizuku, right? <laughs> that's <laughs> yep. That's what's going on here. But basically, she is so cute that she can't ever make any friends because the girls called her, like, a bitch for seducing all of the guys and she can't make friends with any of the guys because they all fall in love with her as soon as they meet her and she's really awkward around them because she feels super insecure because like she knows what they're thinking about all the time uh, which sucks and that means that she's always been alone and she's sad so but yeah no, uh, Shizuku refuses to teach her 
studying with her, but Haru decides that he's going to teach her so that he can go along with her to go and make friends at an online meeting IRL party gathering thing. Shizuku ends up getting jealous. Um, and one day at the library, after Haru told her of the loneliest he felt before meeting her, Shizuku is actually having a hard time studying. A baseball player comes to the window, Sasaya, to chat, and he's going to look after the rooster. She is important to Haru, who didn't go to middle school, basically. And Sus- uh, is like, hey, I went to middle school with Haru. You're actually really important to him because you were the only one that was able to get him to come back to school, despite everyone else trying all through middle school. And, you know, like, clearly it had to be you to bring him back to school because he wouldn't listen to anybody else. Which is manipulation. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Sasuke's going to look after the rooster. Shizuku ends up helping Natsume and she scores 32 on her midterm. So passes and doesn't have to take the... the she has, doesn't have to go to makeup classes. Is it 32 a passing grade? I don't. It's not in America. That's that's no, a big F. Yeah, it's not in Canada either. I'm, I think not unless minimum... it's like a 32 out of 40 or 32 out of 35. Yeah, but I've probably said it was 32%. Uh, that's a big F. Uh-huh. What was your passing grade for... Uh... Any Anything above a 69 was technically passing. Lol. Um, <laughs> right only in America because <laughs> uh, okay. our lettering system was baka <laughs> we don't have a lettering system out here or at least not in um, my school district uh, I can't remember what a passing grade was I know for I think it's 60 65 to pass but that doesn't like you, you, you pass but like you don't do anything with that you have to get at least like a 75 to an 80 to like get anywhere with your grades well a 69 and below at least from kindergarten through high school was an f so anything above an f was technically passing even though unless you made an a or b which is an 85 or plus is good so c's and d's you suck yeah (laughs) and if f they're just like you big dumb and i don't i don't know uh, educational system we need to go a podcast without talking about it <laughs> honestly honestly i didn't care enough in school to pay attention to what i needed for a passing grade um honestly i don't remember yeah so she doesn't have to go to makeup classes but ends up having a bad time at the meetup party thing because her ended up getting into a fight so she's not exactly really happy about that she falls what asleep. did she expect i know right <laughs> But Shizuku ends up falling asleep on the roof during a break and Haru becomes a lap pillow. She decides to start enjoying herself more. So she confesses her love to Haru and says that her world has changed because of him. But then she got real embarrassed and said, oh, just kidding. (laughs) And episode three, (laughs) nuisance. Uh, Yeah, she got embarrassed, said she was lying. He asked her out. Like, after, she was like, I love you. And he was like, do you want to go out then? And she was like, oh, no, I'm just kidding. I was lying. And he responds with, now I feel better. Now I feel better that you don't actually love me and we don't have to go out. That's how that happened. So she's crushed. Because I love having great communication. 
What? 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 What is this show? I don't know. He has said that he was going to work so hard to make her fall in love with him. She falls in love with him, admits it, gets kind of freaked out, and he's like, oh, well, I'm glad you didn't fall in love with me. I don't know. It's been three episodes. Like, not even. This is two episodes. That's a wrap. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> so, uh... What I I the thing about it is, is that the overall show isn't bad. It's just a lot. <laughs> I don't know. Can can we review Tonica Kun again? Yeah, I feel like we need to. I feel like why I I feel like I'm being overly critical today as well because my notes seem like I enjoyed it. Like when I'm reading these, I've got like little smiley faces and like little like I'm dead little like remarks along my notes, and it feels like I didn't I didn't hate it. But because I'm in a bad mood because of because of the creepiness from the show I watched earlier, I think it's affecting my review. Maybe it's not. Maybe it is just, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it's not a bad show. Blue, Blue just cranky because I made her cry. You made me cry. And it's the hottest day of the year so far today, and I can't handle heat very well. Oh, dear Canadian is upset because <laughs> 75 degrees. It, I, I am built for the cold weather, okay? I don't know what 75 degrees means. I'm also built for cold weather. I'm fat. <laughs> and you yet couldn't I'm dealing... survive five minutes in a Canadian winter. You want to bet? I will bet. All right. I'm coming up there to crash on your couch this winter. Come in February in Alberta. Yeah. You got it. And then we'll talk. Bring. Okay. Seriously, though, if you do come in February in Alberta, <laughs> please bring frostbite gear. I have hand-knitted mittens. Yeah, you're going to need something for your ears and your nose. I also have a down jacket. Yeah, ears and nose and toes. And toboggans. Uh, what? <laughs> you need a, a toque? Toboggan. You're going to need a toque and a scarf and woolly socks and big boots. Are we talking woolly socks or reading socks? Reading socks won't fit inside your boots. You don't want to cram your they... toes. <laughs> My brain is just sitting here trying to process this information. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck even are reading socks? <laughs> you need a toque, a scarf, a, a hat, sorry. A hat, a scarf, uh, and mitts, and uh, a jacket. If you're going outside for a long period of time, you're going to probably need snow pants. Canadians won't. You'll see them in t-shirts, but you know. Um. <coughs> so, question. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is a toque? It's a hat. It's a beanie. What? What you call a beanie, we call a toque. So, not only do we need a hat, we also need a beanie. No. <laughs> no, a beanie, a hat, and a toque are all the same thing. Then why would you list it twice? Are you telling me that I need two toboggans? What? No, I said toque first and then I remembered that you wouldn't know what a toque was, so then I said hat or beanie. Okay, so change it. <laughs> Don't just mention it twice, because I'm sitting here going, first off, the fuck's a toque? A toque is a hat. <laughs> <laughs> It's a willy hat. Usually they have tassels or a bobble on. <laughs> They're normally, normally made of wool or they have fleece lining. They keep your head warm. You wear them on your head. You put them over your ears. They're toasty. A toque. 
<laughs> Honestly, I'm just enjoying the explanation at this point. I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, why are you going to be a hot person? Like, why are you going to live in hot weather? It would be so much easier if I was like, oh yeah, it's a toque. And you're like, oh cool. Like, No, it's a hat. It's a toque. <laughs> or a beanie. Or a toboggan. And what's a toboggan other than the thing you slide down a mountain on? The fuck do you slide down a mountain on? A toboggan. A sled? No, a toboggan. <laughs> a toboggan is a beanie no, that just doesn't have the tassel thing no, on the a top. A toboggan is a sled. It's like what you go down the hill on. When you're in the snow, I'm so confused. What? No, that's a sled. <laughs> no, I... A toboggan is not a sled. I'm thoroughly... It's not a hat. You don't put a toboggan on your head. You put a toque on your head. You slide down a hill on a toboggan. No, you go down a hill on a sled. Or you get, like, one of those, like, plastic crate things that you stick fucking uh, Christmas decorations in after you're done with them. And you go down the hill in one of those. I'm so confused. I've never heard anyone say that a toboggan is a hat. What the heck is going on? I feel like I'm, I'm stepped into an alternate by what universe. the fuck a toque is. A toque, I think it's French. I don't know. It sounds like you're trying to talk about a toucan and you're just getting stopped up real quick. <laughs> I was so good. I can't get over this toboggan thing. I was like, why are you bringing a sled to Canada? We have plenty. But now I'm thoroughly confused. <laughs> yeah, it's a beanie. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm so I'm broken. You've genuinely broken me. I I want to know why you go down a hill in a woolly cap. I have, I live in one of the coldest countries in the entire world. I know every term for hat I can think of. Like for woolly hat, I'm fairly certain I know every term. Why are you saying I don't I don't I I need I need to sit down. I need a glass of wine. You are sitting. <laughs> now you might not be drinking wine, but. That's also because you're a lightweight and you'll pass out, but that's a different story. Wait, what? Since when? You've you've talked about multiple times. Like, after one or two drinks, you're just ready to go to bed. Okay, I fall asleep, but that doesn't mean I'm a lightweight. Lightweight. <laughs> I, am, I am not a lightweight. I will, I'm, I'm maybe slightly, but not. I'm not that bad. The twins are way worse. It's, I'm gonna call I thought them you out. were about... I'm throwing them under the bus, okay? <laughs> I thought you were going to try to call me out and say you could outdrink me. I and can outdrink like, well, you. I fucking hope so. I can outdrink you. I can outdrink you and I can outdrink the twins and I can probably... I Okay, I say I'm a lightweight, but I am also surrounded by heavy British... They can drink till you're dead on the ground because they grew up in a pub kind of drinkers. So, you know... There's that too. You know, I would call you on this, but I would die after two. <laughs> yeah, please don't. Um, but anyways, we got sidetracked again because you call it the hat a toboggan and I'm thoroughly confused. Um, yeah, and you call a sled, which you have even said it's a sled, a toboggan. A sled in a, yeah, it's sled in a toboggan, like a toboggan, a sled is like one with legs and a toboggan is one that is like a, a, a dip. Oh, a dip. You know, what? like the black ones you get from Costco with the yellow handles and they've got the, the string on the front and you go down with them and there's like, you've got your feet holes and you sit in it and it's got a bum slot. And then that's a, that's a toboggan. And then you have a sled, which is like bars of wood. And then they've got like blade legs on it. And that gets pulled by dogs. Sled, dog sled, Mate. toboggan, go down a hill. 
Mate, I live in the South. Like, we don't even get enough, like, our thing of snow is like maybe an inch that causes everybody to fucking wreck. Because nobody knows how to drive in the snow. How how would I even understand the difference between a sled and a toboggan? One of them you don't put on your head. And the other one you also don't put on your head. I'm done with you. (laughs) I'm going to bed. Well, we gotta get, we gotta, I've gotta beef through this. Okay, let's beef. Um... Sussie <laughs> uh, and can't keep up, can't keep the rooster. His dad said no. So they go to school and they're like, "Hey, school, can we have a chicken coop?" And school's like, "Yeah, that's cool." So they get a chicken coop. The four of them then decide to meet up. That's Natsumi, Sasia, Shizuku, and Haru all decide to meet up so they can build a chicken coop. But then they're like, "Hey, we don't know how to build a chicken coop." But they meet up on the weekend anyways. They buy a bunch of stuff for the chicken coop. And then um, when they're at the hardware store, they bump into Haru's old friends who were trying to get money off of him. They get into a fight. Haru runs away, notices Shizuku is off, but she won't tell him what her thoughts are on her head about the whole rejection thing that wasn't really a rejection because uh, nobody expressed their true feelings during that time. And then they go to work on building the coop. They build it, it's tougher than expected, but then Haru's buddies show up again and they feel bad. So uh, they decide that they're gonna help build the chicken coop to make up for it for being not very nice to Haru. Shizuku manipulates the situation to get them to work on building. Oh yeah, she manipulates them. They don't offer to help. She manipulates them into helping as a peace offering. Blue. What? Breathe. <laughs> <laughs> like the whole time I was just sitting there going, she's not breathing. She's not breathing. She needs to breathe. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, uh, okay. Uh, (laughs) I don't need to breathe. Um, I didn't even notice that wasn't breathing. That's fun. Uh, (laughs) Haru ends up walking out home that evening and says, uh, cute stuff. So she gives up her resolve and confesses her love to him again. She's just like, this is stupid. You saying cute stuff. So I'm just going to tell you that I love you and we'll see what happens. Haru says that he loves her differently than how she loves him, even though he still considers her in a romantic way. What does that mean? <laughs> I... I was so confused at this point. He's like, I love you differently to how you love me. And I'm like, oh, he's going to say that he loves her as a friend. And he's like, but still in a romantic way. Like, I would still do you. And she's like, what? I, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't understand what that means. Honestly, though, the plot twist of if he would have said he loves her like a friend. Honestly, though. <laughs> honestly. Uh, but yeah, no, like even, yeah, the first time I confessed to you, I also meant that I just loved you like a friend. I don't know where you got this idea from of like me loving you romantically. Like, I, <laughs> could you imagine? Um, <laughs> <laughs> the character development that would have come from that. Right, yeah. Or like the very last episode, he's like, whoa, 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 fam. We're just friends. Yeah, whoa, 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 fam. You've been feeling romantically about me this whole time? I didn't even notice. I thought, like, I, you've been like my sister this whole time. This is just, <laughs> this is harsh. Right? Yeah, we're mean. We're mean. Um, but anyway, I don't understand what he meant by, I like you romantically. I love you romantically, but not that way. So um, that's what he says, though. But she proposes that basically we start over. Let's just start over. Nice to meet you. We'll start over. Um, and she says that she won't say that she loves him again until he can say it to her in the same way. 
I capital letters. Why is this my life? I, I <laughs> guess I was feeling the same way I feel right now, right then. Very confused. Haru then gets a text that uh, then pitches the idea. And then, yeah, he gets a text and he's like, uh, 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 and then pitches the idea of staying the night with Shizuku. And she takes him home to her house to meet her dad because she has way more balls than I ever did. Um, <laughs> and she's just like, yeah, he didn't want to go home so he could stay in our guest room for the night. And yeah, he stays at her place for the night as a guest room. And the dad's, the dad is the only sane person throughout this entire show. Because he just like looks at him and he's like, it, when Haru goes around and he's, and Haru's like, she's cooking dinner for Haru. And the dad just looks at Haru and he's like, you're, you're cool with this? Like you're, <laughs> what's going on here? You're, what? My daughter just brought a boy home on a, f- she's a first year in high school. He's staying there. What's going on? Since you brought it up, how would dad son have reacted had you done the same thing? My dad. Oh, Hi. Um, honestly, if, if I was bringing home a, a guy that was in trouble and I'd explained it, like, uh, he would have been fine with it. In that sense, like, uh, he's staying in the guest room. He just needs a place to stay for a night. He'll be out of, like, he's just staying over there. would have been fine. And I don't know. Like, I don't, so long as it wasn't romantic, I think my parents would have been fine with it. But then I grew up going to, like, Boy Scouts and stuff. So, like, I would always had a large portion of male friends. So I think there would have been a group of them, like, they would have been fine with being, like, as long as it was platonic. Mm -hmm. But if it was, like, oh, yeah, this guy is with there's something romantic going on here i have no clue how my dad genuinely no clue how my dad would have reacted because i mean think about it you're in the situation i love this boy but i don't love this boy i don't know what's going on he says he loves me but we don't love each other the same way I don't... <laughs> yeah oh okay that reminded me i have a story um okay <laughs> so when i was in high school there was this boy who was he clearly just didn't know how to interact with girls and it wasn't that he mm-hmm. was like trying to be like more than friends it's just that he had like i guess he hadn't experienced he hadn't been around girls a lot i guess and uh, had obviously had a lot of pressure put on him for the gender roles that are placed on girls and boys and clearly that was very heavily put on him when he was younger but he lived on one side of town and i live on the other side of town and we had the same final class together of the day and I, d- I think the twins were sick or hadn't shown up to school or something so i didn't go home with them like i normally would do and i was gonna walk home and it was summer and so he had his bike and he's like hey i'm gonna can i walk you home and me being me is like nah i'm good thanks not registering um i'm just like nah i'm good thanks it's cool and he's like, oh, no, I'll just walk you home. It's fine. And I'm like, yeah, but don't you live on the other side of town? Like, you have your bike. You're like, you, it's out of the way. Like, just go home. Like, it's cool. And he, I guess, didn't know how to take that. So he just kind of, like, followed behind me for a while. And it was a little weird. So I just call him over. And, like, we were classmates. So I just call him over. And I'm like, hey, you might as well, if you're going to walk me home, don't walk behind me. That's weird. So walk next to me, I guess, and we'll talk. So we did. And then we get home and my dad was off work that day and I'd forgotten that my dad was off work and he was sitting on the porch playing his banjo because he's English and apparently that's a thing to do um, when you're English and you move to Canada, you buy a banjo. Um, <laughs> and so he's, he's sitting on the porch with the dogs and he's playing his banjo and we come up the middle path 
to get to my house. And like the middle path, because it's I, I'm in a crescent, so there's like a uh, a circle, and then the middle path, which is the back alley with like where the garbage trucks come around. Um, and if you walk up that middle path, you come out directly in front of my house, but you can't see until the very last minute because there is a bend in it, there's a curve. And then like you turn the curve and there's my house. Like it's very announced. Um, And uh, so I'm just walking home and he's kind of following slash talking and I keep walking and my dad's sitting there and my dad sees me. So he stands up to greet me. And so then it's just, and then uh, this kid, who's walking behind slash next to me, sees my dad, goes green, like turns green and hops on his bike so fast. I swear he turned into like the flash and he goes, see you at school. And then just books it. So he must've been terrified. I was like, it's just my dad. Like he would have just been like, oh, you made a friend. Nice. Thanks for walking home. Like, <laughs> but no, he green, white. <laughs> Ghost booked it away. I was like, oh, okay, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen someone move so fast in my life. Yeah, oh, that was mad. That was, oh, uh, yeah, you just, anyway, that remind, re- reminded me of that story. I haven't thought of that in a while. Um, uh, weird, weird things that happen in high school. But yeah, uh, obviously. And now want the story animated. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, I don't know. I guess he didn't know how to deal with that situation. I don't know. I don't. I don't know either. I'm. <laughs> I'm confused. Teenage boys are as weird. Yeah, as even as a boy now, I'm like I. I'm confused. Yeah, because I like the first half of the journey was just me telling him to go home, and then when he didn't, I was like, "Well, I'm not gonna have you just like following. So come stand next to me." And then like immediately yeets himself away the yeah. second he meets. And it's Dad. not like he was it's not like he was trying to be creepy or anything because like he was doing it from like a chivalrous perspective I guess mm-hmm. and because like I don't know it's small town Alberta so I was, I think he just grew up in a house where it's like you have to see a woman home kind of thing and I grew up in a house where I'm like I am English you know like I I don't have that level that same chivalry thing isn't in my brain it's just a like you you're the I'm the same as everyone else like I whoever gets to the door first is the one who opens it it's not the gent who opens it for the lady every time like if I if I want to walk myself home I'll walk myself home like I like I I didn't have that same mindset so it genuinely didn't occur to me the reason why he was trying to see me home because I don't Mm -hmm. I genuinely don't think it was him trying to be weird or anything or like he wanted to do anything I just think that it was like his upbringing was like I have to walk you home so that you're safe home to be a nice person. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's just, I don't, I don't understand the exit. <laughs> no, I don't get the exit either. I don't get it. Cause we were still quite a ways away from my house, but I don't know. I guess he, I guess he saw my dad and was like, ah, and left. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't either. I don't, anyway, that's a tangent. Um, <laughs> This episode has been nothing but, so continue. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, Haru walks at home, says cute shit. Da, 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 da. Yeah, uh, so Haru didn't actually want to go home to his home and ended up staying at her house because of the fact that his brother, Yuzan, texted him. And, what well, is home, sorry. And so his cousin texted him and was like, hey, your brother's here. And so he didn't want to go back because of that. 
Episode four, summer break. After the results come back from their final exam, Haru scores first, Shizuku is troubled. Uh, Haru scores first. Shizuku is troubled by the fact that she has been rejected by Haru and now has no clue of how to make him love her or whether or not she even wants him to love her. She's like all over the place because she thought that he, he loved her and then she says that she loves him and he's like, nah fam. So she's having a time with the, all of those emotions. But when she bumps into him, she tells him to stop glaring at people because it's why they're scared of him. Like, he's just walking around with an angry face on all the time. And she says that she likes his smile. So he starts smiling. And when he does so, all of the girls flock to him because anime logic. She's- just immediately swoon. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Oh, my God. He smiled for the first time. My knees are weak. Um, <laughs> she's a kid. She's a kid starts to realize that she's actually jealous and kind of avoids him a little. Haru sees a girl being ostracized by her class on a sports day, and when he spots her being harassed by some senpai while gathering equipment, he steps in with his usual aggressive manner. Everyone ends up getting scared of him again, and gives him the same feeling that he had during middle school, before he stopped coming to school because of the same kind of scenario. He stepped in, got into a fight, everyone ostracized him, he then stopped coming to school. Shizuku runs over and grabs his wrist, and they make a break for it. Then they have a moment outside of a of like the tap sink water fountain area and they're just about to like maybe make progress feeling romantically when he says he he asks her if i win the next match will you go with me somewhere over the break so i'm this is where he's so confusing he's like i don't like you but then he's like hey i want to go somewhere with you over break so if i win the next match this sports day you have to go somewhere with me because he's confusing and sends mixed signals and so she doesn't really even agree because it was a one-sided bet but then they get interrupted by sasia and so he walks off they end up winning the next match though so they go fishing with the crew haru's cousin uh, mitsuyoshi <coughs> who owns the batting cages mentioned that haru's older, bro- older brother uh, mentions haru's older brother haru tens- tells him off and so kind of like they have like an awkward moment while they're all fishing out when they're with the crew this so much happens in this show like there's there's no real break between stuff like so much happens do you Mm -hmm. feel like that oh yeah i agree like they really don't like ever stop like there's no lull yeah in it like the whole time i was sitting there watching it and i was like the notes that would have to be taken yeah yeah because they like with violet as i was taking notes there's some episodes where it's just like maybe half a page worth of notes mm-hmm. and then there's some where it's like two pages mm-hmm. yeah it's like the hell but this is like it would have been nothing but just note 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 yeah it's almost like they don't ever fully flesh out their ideas though because they're cramming so much into each episode that like for instance in this episode haru so far has gotten uh, he's found a girl being ostracized he's uh, they've gotten their results back from their final exam. Shizuku realizes that she's jealous. Haru gets into a fight. They then have this moment by the water fountain. He makes this bet with her about going for on break. They then go away on break on this fishing trip. They then have this background information come out about, or a try and come out about his brother. And then when they get back, they get back home from this trip at the batting cages they walk into the, the batting cages and Haru's brother is there. Haru runs off. The older brother seems nice to Sasiana and Natsume, but something seems off to Shizuku. When walking home, Haru pulls her into an alleyway. She asks him about his brother. That's where the creepy rape joke is. He 
harshly brushes off, brushes her off, goes to smash watermelons at her place, then says sorry for being rude, wants to make it up to her, and she requests a date all in one go. That's one episode. (laughs) That's so much. It's like, yeah, but it means that all of the ideas are just like, a snippet, you know, you don't you don't get what you need to get from yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's a thirteen episode anime that I felt like could have been stretched into two cores if they just felt like fleshing it out. Yeah, hundred percent, I agree. And I don't remember enough about the manga to know if there just wasn't enough information there. But they could have put or... some filler in here to space this out. Oh yeah, or at least just fleshed out the ideas yeah. a little bit. Like it just and rewrote some of those jokes, dude. Um, <laughs> just get rid of them in general yeah. at this point mm-hmm. anyway so episode 5 Yoshida Family Matters Haru is bold I don't know what that means but I wrote it so there we go um, <laughs> when Haru didn't go to school in middle school he studied at home and learnt all of high school so that's why he can like not go to high school and then be fine with his grades but all honestly Haru your brain like your memory is so much better than mine because I'd have learnt it all and then just forgotten it um, same and one day after school, there is a fuss kicking up at the gates and Haru's brother is actually waiting there and all of the girls are swooning because it's Haru, but older. And Haru <laughs> runs he, Haru runs on spotting his brother and Chizuku kind of gets left behind. Haru's brother then says he was actually waiting for her and drags her along. And Haru ends up bumping into the girl who he saved before in the last fight who was getting ostracized. And he says that she's actually a nice person and they have a chat together. Um, but Haru's brother, Yuzan, texts Haru a photo of him and Shizuku out having, like, a nice time, I guess. He brought her ice cream or something, I don't remember. And he texts him to, like, come and find out. I don't know, he texts him, like, come find out what we're talking about or something. I don't know what he says. And Yuzan basically tells Shizuku that he needs Haru to come back home. That their dad is pretty strict and that he kicked Haru out before. Before he entered middle school he kicked haru out because he was getting into fights before he entered middle school like bad dad alert like middle school anyway okay (sighs) um (laughs) now suddenly he wants haru home because haru's like haru's like oh he's going to school now haru's cleaned up his act yeah we want haru home so douchebag dad he -hmm. sent yuzan to go get him however he doesn't know that haru he does he doesn't however yuzan doesn't want haru home because they've both like given up on Haru. But now that he's going to school, the only reason that he's going to school is because Shizuko is going there. Haru, so like, his, yeah, his older brother doesn't want Haru home. He knows that Shizuko is being the only reason why he's going to school now. And Haru and his older brother don't get along very well at all, even slightly. Haru jumps out of nowhere. His dad wants Haru to quit school so that he can enroll him into a school where he can have influence. Yuzan wants him to stay where he is. If Haru promises to keep going to school, that'll be enough for Yuzan to be able to convince his dad to leave Haru alone. Just being like, well, he won't go to school if you bring him here because Shizuku's not here. So you have to let him go to that school because that's the only way he's going to continue going to school. Haru never wants to see Yuzan again, though. Haru and Shizuku actually have some sweet moments on their way home. Um, good conversation, still don't like their relationship, but sweet moments. And you also find out that the class rep, who is the girl that he saved for being ostracized, uh, is crushing on Haru. Episode six, girls feeling melancholy. Oshima, who is the class rep, the girl who's being ostracized, was sick when school started. So she missed her chance to make friends, like when the everyone was kind of grouping together and that's why she was kind of like ostracized doesn't have any friends but she also didn't really put herself out there to make any friends so that's kind of why she's alone haru 
wants to become class rep and he believes that if he wears glasses then he can become class rep but that doesn't actually work and he doesn't become class rep and he's sad Shizuku's grades are dropping and she's feeling really insecure about her relationship with Haru. When Haru finds out Oshima doesn't have any friends, they hold a let's get her friends meeting. Shizuku has a really hard time concentrating and gets into an argument with Haru. Oshima realizes that the reason she doesn't have, she doesn't reach out for friends is because she doesn't like herself, which is deep and sad. Shizuku continues to be blunt as hell and Haru is an idiot. I don't know what that means, but there we go. Uh, <laughs> I mean, true. True. But... Uh, Oshima explodes. Oh! Yeah, I remember this part now. Yeah. Oshima ends up exploding and falls more in love when Haru cheers her up. Um, because apparently someone comforting you. I'm cynical today. I'm going to leave that thought where it was. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, let's... <laughs> let's have it no that one stayed in the brain that oh i i feel so cynical today what is going on with me i need a hot chocolate but i don't want a hot chocolate because it's the hottest day of the year but i also want a hot chocolate um have have air conditioned distance hugs how does that sound we don't have air conditioning i have air conditioning so that's why i'm offering i will appreciate your air conditioning you know when you live in a cold country when they don't have air conditioning installed in any of the houses why i'll never understand because you don't need it or at least you didn't need it 10 years ago but climate change like what's the point of having air conditioning if you use it three days a year i don't know you've been complaining about the hottest day of the year for like the past week so that's more than three days bud well because 20 degrees is hot for me (laughs) 20 degrees it's not that now i think it's like 30 now i was about to say 20 degrees We're, we're we're gonna have to have a conversation Okay, it was 26 earlier today. It's 19 right now. Okay, uh, 26. I'll I'll give you a pass. I'm... <laughs> Just this once, though. I, uh, I haven't burnt yet this summer, though. That's good. Well, there you go. There go. I, on the other hand... Mm, I'll burn in the winter, though, so it's fine. You'll, you'll get your revenge. <laughs> Um, I don't. I don't think you're gonna. I don't think you're gonna get burnt nearly as bad as <laughs> I did. I'll get snowburn. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. Haru and Shizuku meet up for a study slash date, study date, where Shizuku tells him that she no longer feels attraction to him, which, ouch. Like, ouch. Not like I don't love you anymore. I no longer am attracted to you. Ouch. Um. Honestly, though, (laughs) I've been on the receiving end of one of those, so I felt the pain. (laughs) I majorly felt the pain. I was like... (laughs) You know those moments in anime where they like take an arrow like directly to parts of their body? Yeah, yeah. That's how I felt. It was just like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Hack. <laughs> and she's so blunt about it too. She's just like, oh, I didn't even know this was the date. Oh, by the way, I no longer feel attraction to you. Um. Yeah, that was just major. Just uh, it was me. out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, that hurts. Um. Yeah. She. Uh, Yeah, she doesn't want to, basically what happens is that she doesn't want to risk their friendship. So she's been reflecting on everything and um, yeah, she was just like, oh, well, I don't feel attracted to you. I don't want to risk our friendship. So now obviously he has to play Chase because this is a game of cat and mouse. And, but yeah, she's been reflecting on everything since she got a letter from her mum asking if she's still working hard. And she's feeling really upset though because her grades have dropped. Um, And so she 
uh, and he kind of reads this a little bit, although he's not very good at reading her, but he kind of reads it a little bit. And he asks her if he's a, a distraction. And she says, no, it's a problem on my side, which, I mean, doesn't really explain anything for him. If you just said, I need to focus on my grades because my mom sent me a fax, then I think he would be more understanding. But you said that you no longer feel attraction to him. Also, what mom sends a fax? They still use fax machines a lot in, in Japan. Despite being one of the most technologically advanced countries, they use a lot of fax machines. But what mom sends a fax? <laughs> That's true. But then they can send like a handwritten note, but it gets there faster. But at this point, I would at least appreciate a fax from my mother. Oh, <laughs> I'll send you a fax. I don't have a fax machine. I'll figure it out. <laughs> Wait, is, is work going to get charged for you to send me a fax long distance? Is there long-distance fax charges? I don't, I don't actually know. I have no clue. I've never used a fax machine in my life. I use a fax machine almost every day at work. Do you? Mm-hmm. Even when I worked at... Also, you know it's loud thunder whenever it's peaking my microphone. I was gonna say, I, heard I don't that. know if you can hear that, but yeah, it's literally peaking the microphone. I heard it. That's fun. I have oh, yeah. actually had a storm about to like come overhead as well so same z's hey except we're getting one every day this week we've had one about every day this week as well here ah twinsies twinsies north america is just storming all over the place i love it honestly though i have a tin roof so i'm really enjoying the rain i still love how you say roof um <laughs> roof room it's just it's never ending it's it's very intriguing to me. But I will say, though, the amount of bean emotes I got in my last of the stream every time I said roof made me happy. <laughs> yeah, because in England, in England, when you're a child and you learn what the animals say, dogs say uh -huh. rough. They don't say woof. Uh-huh. So, yeah, in my mind, when you say rough, it's like, ah, oh, dog. But it's roof, not rough. <laughs> yeah, it is rough. You're right. My life is rough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, same. Same. Okay. That's beef. We need a beef. Episode seven. Beef. 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 Okay. Um. Oh, God. Haru realizes that he is in love with Shizuku because this is a, a pendulum. She refuses to love him in return. Because she has been burnt before. We see <laughs> the show, man. <laughs> we see flashbacks into Haru's middle school time spent with his aunt, who taught him everything that she knows. She ended up passing away due to an uh, unknown illness. Haru scores above Shizuku, she's still pissed about it. And some of the boys in their class are trying to make mun off of mun, mun are trying to make mun off the cultural festival. <laughs> and they're trying to All the muns. <laughs> all of the mun. They're trying to make money off of the cultural festival. So Haru goes to help them get a good spot, but ends up getting into a fight. Shock. Oshima n nearly confesses her love for Haru, but doesn't. And Shizuku still loves him, even though she is trying to focus on studying and had previously rejected Haru for like the fifth time at this point. Haru's old friends are coming to the festival and Haru says that he's going to change Shiz Shizuku's mind about loving him. Episode 8 come down to Soyo Festival, which is the name of the school. 
at the cultural festival, uh, Yakuman prov- uh, provokes Haru. He is like the ringleader of the Haru's previous friends. And he goes to punch him, <laughs> but ends up hitting Shizuku. Shizuku tells Haru off and even becomes called to Natsume. And Yakuman and Shizuku end up having a talk where he explains to her that she didn't feel lonely before because she had never known what it was like to be surrounded by people. He says that she expects everyone to meet her expectations without her having to meet theirs. They end up getting trapped in a classroom together, but then they see Haru's brother and then Haru and Oshima, when they see Haru's brother and then Haru and Oshima end up like jumping in the classroom as well. And they, Haru and Oshima don't know that the first pair are actually there. And then like a whole bunch of shit goes down inside of the classroom. Haru basically holds Oshima hostage. And after that whole situation happens, which is not healthy, not cool, very scary, Haru reflects and goes to apologize to Oshima, who kind of got caught in the crossfire between the brothers, but also was held hostage. And she's way too cool about it. Like, way too cool about it. And Shizuku apologizes to Natsume because she, like, blew up at her earlier. And Haru and Shizuku have a heart-to-heart where she tells him of her concerns about her grades dropping because she's so focused on love. And she asks him for more time. Episode 9, All or Nothing. Shizuku's dad's store went under for the sixth time. His store went under for the sixth time. And that also explains the reason as to why Shizuku is so obsessed with her grades is because her mom had to go out to work because her dad's store went bust so many times. So she prioritizes working and she's prioritizing her grades so that then she can make money so that her mom doesn't have to keep working anymore and she can support the family. Which, I mean, you go girl, but also that's a lot of pressure. Haru tries to catch a crayfish for Shizuku, even though it's November. And she's still thinking about their relationship, but actually completely forgot about it. When she bumps into Yakuman at the library, she thanks him for her giving her advice when they're, during the festival. And he starts crushing on her when he gives her more advice. And then gets really mad at himself for crushing on her because he's like, why am I in love with that? Um, (laughs) Because he's cynical. And I'm like, honestly, same. So. Um, Just that. That That is a human being. That. (laughs) Natsume and Susian go to a cafe to study. And okay, those two are the only two that are like normal people and I would have liked for them to have got together, but then no, that doesn't happen. Um, Only because more creep, but reverse creep? I don't know. uh, Well, I suppose I'm not going to consider this necessarily creep because Natsume has a crush on the older cousin of Haru who runs the batting cage, but he is... A full-on adult. But she has a crush on him. She tells him about her crush. And he's just like, oh. So, like, he clearly has no feelings in her. Oh, he sideswipes it hard. Yeah. He has no... That's why it's like reverse creep, maybe? Because, like, she falls for this dude hard. And all he did was, like, just say hi. Yeah. While she was, like, being talked bad about. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I can also understand. Like, I get where it comes from people get crushes all the time especially like and there's there is always that like extra element of a crush of the the side you can't have kind of thing especially when you're young and you're crushing on someone that's a little bit older than you and so it's a healthy crush in that she knows kind of boundaries like she she expresses her feelings to him but she doesn't push her feelings on him and 
he is like, okay, yeah, no. And that's kind of where it stays. So, so long as it stays as her having a teenage crush and him not doing anything about it, I'm fine with it. I stapled my finger one time. (laughs) (laughs) Carry on. (laughs) Um... So yeah. Because you don't want to get me started. (laughs) (laughs) He's crushing on her. Natsume and Sasuke are going to a cafe to study when some bullies start gossiping about Natsume. Uh, Haru's cousin Mitsuyoshi ends up uh, like meeting them at the um, cafe and he kind of steps in uh, and just says like, oh hi. And she swoons and the crush starts. And Sasuke Wait, hang on. I can't let it go. How did you staple your finger? (laughs) (laughs) um i don't really remember uh it was back when i was working at oh sorry it was back when i was working at unnamed clothing store and um (laughs) bradley edit that out (laughs) and um uh you had to staple the receipts together and i don't remember how but i stapled my finger uh and yeah i i had to pull it out with pliers because i think i got it in the bone it was fine it healed real quick um, because it's such a small wound, just deep. Um, yeah. So I, I will say that if anybody who works at unnamed clothing store now has to go through a safety course because of a stapler, um, or like has to take a, a thing, a safety course on staplers, uh, you're welcome. That's my fault. <laughs> Okay, so I've come to realize the only reason that there's warning labels on things is because somebody had the dumbass idea to do whatever that safety label is not. Yeah, uh, I didn't mean to staple my finger. It wasn't intended. I know you didn't mean to, but like, say the back of a gallon of acetone or xylene where it says harmful if swallowed, do not swallow. Somebody did that. Yeah, I, I, uh, I did staple my finger. I can't say anything. <laughs> I can't say anything. Um, okay, so swooning anyway. Yeah, my boss was mad at me. She's like, "How? How did you?" And I was like, "I don't know." She gave me a promotion. Why? Um, Probably because she was afraid you were gonna sue. <laughs> you can't sue for that in Canada. That's on your. That's on you. You're stupid if you do that in Canada. Um, <laughs> But it happened while at work. Yeah, but that's just, that's that's not, that's not something you sue for. That's workplace safety. I don't know. It's different in Canada. You can't sue for everything like you can in America. Hey, man, you, you did, you didn't get trained on I didn't get trained on how to use a No, I didn't. <laughs> so see, therefore, you gotta, you gotta like to stand on um, Send help. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not okay. <laughs> I, I think I, I think I must have put my finger in between the two receipts and then stapled the receipts together, but my finger was still there. You 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 really nailed that one. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> we're, just, we're not okay today. Uh, like neither of us are okay today. Um, uh, we just gotta hold it together. <laughs> Go away with your... I, I'm sorry I stapled my finger, okay? I also slammed my thumb in the car door. Like, I mean, I slammed the car door on my thumb. I had a black nail. Okay. I got in trouble at school. Um. 
<laughs> so do you want an explanation on that story or should we just leave it at that <laughs> i i just take it that the school didn't allow fingernail polish so you no, had to actually, explain that you screwed it up that. it was way more specific than that um so we had these teeny tiny it was in primary school when i was nine i think um uh-huh. and uh i was the, okay this is just how clumsy i am i was outside of a e which is british er because I uh, had hurt my two fingers earlier that week and they were still really swollen and uh, my mum thought that they might be broken. So we were going to A&E to get an x-ray. And what, as we w- I left the car to walk into A&E, I slammed the car door on my thumb because I'm clumsy. And um, now I have three hurt fingers. <laughs> so I go into A&E. And they drill a hole in my thumbnail because they think that there is like blood building up underneath the nail and it's like causing pressure. They wasn't. They drilled a hole in my nail for no reason and I screamed. Um, I mean, I understand why they, they had a reason. It just, it turns out that there wasn't any blood gathering underneath and there was no reason for them doing so except that now I had a hole in my nail and I was in pain. Um, and, and I'm still mad about it. I understand why they did it. I don't like it. Um, uh, then the, I think that was over the weekend. So the next day I went to school or like at some point I went to school. My mom had called the school because I was a child and had said, Hey, uh, she has a hurt hand. And they were like, okay, cool. We'll keep an eye on it. And I go to school and we have these like little individual whiteboards, you know, like the ones that are like the size of a like small notebook opened you know, mm-hmm. like a yeah. yeah small whiteboard. And we each had one of those and whiteboard markers. And then my teacher would stand at the front of class and she'd give out a math equation. We'd write down our answers on the whiteboard. She would ask us to hold up our whiteboards. And then she would like, it was an exercise for us to do math together as a class. Mm-hmm. And um, my, I happened to have a black marker, whiteboard marker, and oh, it ran out of no. ink. <laughs> and so I put up my hand to say, miss, my pen's run out of ink. Can I have a new pen, please? And she said, it wouldn't have run out of ink if you didn't draw on your fingernails. And I said, I didn't. And she said, oh no, is that the injury that you had this weekend from slamming your thumb in the car door? And I said, yes, ma'am. And she comes over and she looks at my thumb and it's gross. It's gross. And it's got a hole drilled in it and it's black. And she goes, I am so sorry. And I'm already crying at this point because I'm awkward. And she felt so guilty that she sent me home early because I got in trouble. Because <laughs> she, she, I don't know if she was having a bad day or if like that had happened a lot. And and I don't know if she bought the markers out of her own like money and hadn't bought them out of the school budget. Because like I can understand why you'd be irritated. But she, yeah, she just snapped on it. She's just like, well, maybe. And she just said it really aggressively and it scared me. And I'd been through a lot that week. And yeah, so I just burst into tears. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, on the bright side, though, at least you can say you had a holy thumb. Ha 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 ha. That was so funny. Um, <laughs> she was a really nice teacher. I liked her as a teacher. She was a really good teacher. That one moment terrified me. Haru's cousin, Miss Yoshi, joins them. And she swoons. Yes. Yakumen responds honestly when Haru asks if he loves Suzuku and says, yes, I do love her. And uh, when, yeah, when he goes to return a pencil and now there's rivalry because that's how that works. Episode 10, Christmas. Haru <laughs> is over... Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. Uh, Haru is overprotective. AF. 
has fudgicles. Haru is a moron. <laughs> He's a moron. He tells it. Uh, Telling everyone that Yakuman loves Shizuku, but Yakuman's smooth, so he's just like, that was a joke, you took that seriously, dude, you're so easily provoked, when actually inside he's like, oh my god, how can he dare say that to everybody? Um, And yeah, but seriously, like, come on, like, don't do that. Don't out somebody's crush, even if you're their love rival. Like, that's rude. Um, They have a Christmas party at the batting cages, but Natsume is crushing big time on uh, Mitsuyoshi. Shenanigans happen at the Christmas party, and Yakuman and Shizuku, they'll end up, they're going to the same cram school together, Um, so they're going to be spending a lot of time together over Christmas break. Haru is not pleased about this. Natsume tries to step in and tell Yakuman to stay out of Haru and Shizuku's way. Yamaken, I've been saying this wrong the whole time, Yamaken and Haru have a talk on the outdoor stairs and Haru nearly pushes him off of the stair, or at least that's what you're made to think because they never clarify that, that he might have pushed him off the entire set of staircase to his death. But did he die? No, but... <laughs> uh, they never clarify it they're just like yeah he was about to push him off of the thing and then gets distracted by shizuku so doesn't but like for the rest of the the series they keep referencing it and they don't explain haru's point of view at all ever so you they end the series of him being like yeah he's also a you know attempted murder like okay but did he die Uh, you're about to die no i'm kidding (laughs) whoa you can tell where like siblings went (laughs) that was that you honestly went into my little sister brain then you pulled that out that is something i say to my brother you 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 full on that was oh yeah mm -hmm. one of these days i'm gonna we're gonna have a we're gonna throw hands we're we're gonna Oh, really? Yeah. I have a box you, of you them. Think you can... I will lob them at you. Um. <laughs> wow, that's really handy. <laughs> uh, we've got a leg up on the competition. we got our heads in the game, if you know what I mean. We're just head and shoulders above the rest. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not dipping our toes into this. We are full on in it. Okay. Um, <laughs> we're getting ourselves into a hairy situation. <laughs> oh, God. We, 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 what is... Okay. This was supposed to be a short one. Okay. Okay. Haru. Is he? Is Haru willing to do anything, literally anything, including murder, to keep Shizuku? Because that's not cool. He walks Shizuku home. Haru tells her that he is jealous of the time that she'll spend with Yamaken during this course. She tells him he can trust her because she is ready to admit her feelings for him and that she loves him. He interprets that as she won't go to the course. He's an idiot. She snaps uh, when he follows her to the course complaining, don't interfere with a girl's work. Life lesson. Episode 11. The Yamaguchi son, Kenji-kun. Haru is still hung up on her not going to cram school and is doing... And in doing so, has seemingly given Yamaken some wiggle room with Shizuku because she's mad about Haru, so he can like sweep in there and be the good guy. Unbeknownst to her, of course, because she has no idea that that he actually has any kind of feelings for him, for her. Uh, she believes them to like legit just be friends. 
Haru ends up walking the lost Yamaken to the bus station and they talk about Haru's past and how he feels about Shizuko. He threatens Yamaken to stay away from her. Rain starts to fall as Haru has flashbacks to his past trauma with his brother, wishing he was never born. Shizuko turns up and Haru and her talk. He says that he's been restraining himself because he doesn't want to lose her. She doesn't know how to further express her love for him and he says that he wants proof. He, uh, uh, she misinterprets that, but he doesn't really elaborate elaborate very much. But um, yeah, she's like, you want proof? Like, no, that's not happening. And because, yeah, he, but that's, uh, that was a misinterpretation, that was a misconception. But like, still, don't say that kind of stuff to a teenage girl. It's green. Um, yeah, they're, they're clashing again and they're both really out of sync. Um, and Natsume ends up going to the batting cage. Episode 12. The year draws to a close. Natsume is having trouble talking to Mitsuyoshi and hasn't realised her feelings for him yet, but she knows that something's up. And when Sasuke's friend gets pushed into flirting with her, she gets mad. Haru promises to behave because Shizuku will take him on a field trip after the holidays if he, like, controls himself. Bribery. Everyone- It's like dealing with a child. Field trip, yay! Yay, I'll be good. Uh, Yeah, everyone separates for the end of the year and Natsume is so lonely on New Year's Eve that when Shizuku calls to help her set up a program to record on the TV, um, she cries. She ends up uh, bringing Haru with her to Shizuko's house where the three of them eat and fall asleep because Shizuko's family is away visiting her grandparents. They are then woken up by- Natsume's phone ringing because Sasuyan is at the shrine and asks them if they're going to meet up. So they all go to the shrine and they end up bumping into Yamaken and his group of like gang guys and Haru gets into a fight because it's Haru. He gets into a fight everywhere he goes. Not healthy. They go to the roof at the batting cage and everyone hangs out there waiting for sunrise. Natsume confesses to Mitsuyoshi kinda and the sun rises. Episode 13. Spring is near. This is the final episode. Haru is trying to find someone and drops something near uh, everyone he meets and doesn't explain what's going on. So he's just like trying to find someone. He's real weird. He goes to everyone. He's like, hey, have you seen him? And everyone's like, what? And he's like, have you seen him? And they're like, what? He's like, ah, I don't have time to talk to you and runs off. And then he leaves like one of his belongings everywhere he goes. So then they end up all going to the batting cage, dropping off whatever it was that he was trying to find. And Shizuku notices that something's up with Natsume, but she won't spill. It's Nagoya, which was the name of the rooster, that is missing, or at least that's what they think. So they end up finding him and they take him and they find the rooster. But then they go, uh, Shizuko ends up meeting up with Haru. And then Haru's like, oh, actually, just kidding. I wasn't looking for Nagoya. I was actually looking for a firefly. And they're like a firefly in the winter. And it turns out there was actually a species of firefly that was like hanging around in the winter. And then they have like a cute firefly moment, Shizuko and Haru, that still doesn't excuse the fact that their relationship is incredibly unhealthy. Oh yeah, and Joji, dude who had his appendix out, wounds opens up and I feel really bad for him because, ouch. And that's it, the end. (laughs) You know what I could think of the whole, like whenever he had the like appendix wound reopen? Mm. You remember whenever uh, Ginro was climbing up the ladder after he got stabbed with a spear? <laughs> and it's like spurts <laughs> And it's just little spurts of blood, just pew, pew. Honestly, yeah. That's exactly what it is <laughs> like. That's all I can think of. <laughs> um. Okay, overall opinions on this anime. Five and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It. Honestly, if, if we had recorded this like right after we had watched it, I might have rated it a little bit higher. Yeah, same. But after having time to sit on it, 
and think and think some more. I'm just like, mm, Baka. <laughs> yeah, honestly, same. I would have rated it a lot higher if we recorded it. Well, not a lot higher. I would have rated it higher if we recorded it right after we watched it. But I have genuinely, we watched it like a week ago, honestly, like a week and a half ago. And I have very little memory of it. And I've watched it twice now. And I have very little memory of it. And what I do have memory of is unhealthy, very toxic, bad joke, not good relationships. And it has its moments. Like, there are moments of true... Yeah, like, comedy brilliance in some areas. But outside of that... There are some sweet romantic moments as well. Like, you can't deny that. And there's some... Like, uh, there's... It's disappointing. I think that's the biggest thing about it is that it could have been so much better. The idea that there's just a chicken that reappears throughout the anime. Hilarious. Love that. Very funny. Yeah, like chicken is literally my favorite character out of the whole show. Yeah. I would have even been fine with with her constantly getting into fights. If... Because, like, the reason why he gets into fights the majority of the time is because he's trying to save someone. Like, he has, like, a hero complex, I guess. He's always getting into fights to save someone. So he's not a bad... Well, he is a bad guy. But he's not, like, a bad guy at heart. He's just very... Like, he doesn't know how to interact with people at all. He needs to go to some serious therapy. And I I think they could have made it funny. They, but his fights aren't funny. His fights are sad. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And yet I'm probably going to keep it and, like, use it as, like, an extra segment or something. Honestly, yeah. My whole Crescent's going camping this weekend. They've all, like, packed up their trailers. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, cool. We'll have the Crescent to ourselves. Should I just, like, run around bashing pots and pans outside of the house and be like, ha, 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 you can't hear me because you're not here. <laughs> Honestly, go get some instant mashed potatoes and just instant mashed potato their yards. That way they'll come back and they'll be like, Snow? What's in August? What's instant mashed potato? So, powdered potatoes. How do you powder a potato? <laughs> I I don't know, but it's a thing. Does it taste like potato? Is it actually potato? Yes, Isn't like it's just, just like powdered flaky potatoes. <laughs> it might as well be. Like you add it to water and then boom, mashed potatoes. <laughs> Can't you just like boil some potatoes and mash them? Like it's... But you got 45 minutes versus literally two minutes. <laughs> 45 minutes to mash potatoes? I don't know how quickly you're able to boil potatoes. You cut them up small. You can boil them in 10 minutes. How quickly do y'all boil potatoes? Depends on how big... Do you put an entire potato in a pot? You peel it, cut it up small. It doesn't take long for them to cook through. (laughs) Just the way you worded that. Like, do you put an entire potato in the pot? I just imagine, like, a giant potato and try to cram it into a pot. (laughs) Why did I picture it with legs and arms and a smiley face? <laughs> like dangling, being like, wee! <laughs> or it's like whatever you have to do, like tricep dips while you're working out, but it's doing that to try to prevent you from putting it in the pot. <laughs> it's like, no, I refuse. No, I don't want to go in the pot. It's not bath time. <laughs> That's a really hot bath. <laughs> potatoes are just cats and vegetables honestly yes also why are cats horrified at cucumbers <laughs> are they <laughs> have you not seen the videos of like people like eating a cucumber at a cat it's and it'll like immediately fly up the wall something at it <laughs> no like you could literally like set it down beside the cat <laughs> He'll immediately see it and like yeet itself up the wall. Really? I've never I don't I don't interact with cats. Tilly's scared of hats. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's scared of hats. If you try and like put one near her, she'll like like back away but like curve like a C. 
because dogs are weird and they don't back away normally. They back away sideways. I, I don't... I'm confused. Yeah, I don't I don't understand why she's scared of hats either, but she is. Because honestly, I want to see Bean in like a red beanie and red snow boots. Because I think that would be adorable. Yeah, she doesn't wear hats. She wears jumpers huh. in the winter. Yeah, we put a jumper on her. Interesting. She also eats the heads off dandelions when you walk her down the street. That sounds... <laughs> she tries to catch every leaf. That sounds like a dog. <laughs> yeah. Eats heads off dandelions, catches every leaf, drinks out of puddles. Sounds like a dog. Yeah. Minus the dandelion thing. Yeah, she's weird for that. Yeah. Okay, what were we talking about now that motorcycle brigades go? Overall opinion. Could definitely be better. Like, it... Yeah, it has its moments of brilliance. Like, the show... It could be so much better if they fleshed out ideas, got rid of all the rapey jokes, and honestly didn't keep flip-flopping the romance without reason. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, hey, I like you. Oh, hey, I don't like you. Mm -hmm. Like, it's... It reminds me of an episode of Jersey Shore. (laughs) And I've never seen Jersey Shore, but it's that kind of bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, I just think that they didn't properly explain the emotions of which the characters were feeling. Because there's a lot of times when I'm watching this and when I was watching this and I was like, oh yeah, finally, they like she confessed her feelings to Haru. And then Haru just completely changed his opinion for no established reason, which I mean, it's perfectly fine for him to change his opinion, but there's there was no reason behind it. There was no trigger behind him changing his, his opinion. He just, he just did. Mm-hmm. And it's... It's something that I'll kind of go into whenever we cover I Want to Eat Your Pancreas because there's a scene in the film that doesn't come across properly. Yeah. Because in the light novel, it's told from the perspective of the main character. It's told inside his head. Right. And then you see the actual scene and you don't see the thoughts that go on in his head. So you watch the scene and you're just like, holy fuck. (laughs) Yeah. Because it just comes across not how it's meant at all. Yeah. And you definitely lose that. Yeah. In a show as well, especially in a show that's told about characters instead of from the perspective of one. Because I don't think you really see the thoughts of any of the characters, period, throughout the show. Mm-hmm. It's just all interactions. And that's why so much happens because there's not a lot of inner monologue. Mm-hmm. So you kind of lose that, like, internal thought process. So Mm. that's definitely something that they could have given us a little bit more of. Yeah, agreed. I feel like, okay, today it's like a five, like a four. On a a day when I'm being objective and not mad at the world, I I put My Little Monster at five and a half, six. Mm. I think that it has some really good established ideas. I think the jokes, a vast majority of the jokes are funny. I think it's got some really unique moments and I think it's sweet and I think it is worth uh, the general hype around it, I guess, because it wasn't overly hyped, I don't think, and it wasn't underly hyped. I think it's kind of, uh, I just think that it's, there's a lot of stuff in it that isn't cool Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of stuff in it that's just really unmemorable and I think it's, like you said, it's because a lot of this stuff isn't fleshed out. There, There's half thoughts here and bits that are not that don't like you don't get the you don't get the middle steps you know you go from Mm -hmm. a to c and you miss b and you need b for it to make sense you know what i feel like too Mm -hmm. watching it through this time it makes it a lot worse whenever we have to watch it objectively for the podcast yeah 
because there have been some shows that we've watched that have been better because I'm actually like studying it and analyzing it. Mm -hmm. This is not one of those times. I agree. I think this is fine if it's a light watch because I wouldn't be like too mad at the jokes. I mean, I'd, I'd be a little like uh, at the jokes, but I wouldn't be mad at them if I wasn't dissecting them, you know? Yeah, because the, like, after I finished the manga, I casually started the show. Mm -hmm. And I think I got about halfway through, and then I turned into a golden retriever and was like, tennis ball, <laughs> and went off to other things. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I mean I watched it the first time off my own back, um, just casually, and I don't I don't remember it like I don't remember having any negative feelings on it. I don't remember hating it. In fact, I pitched it for the podcast, so like I clearly enjoyed it at least somewhat. Um, and there were put times that I enjoyed it the second time watching it through, but when you really have to sit down and analyze the overall theme of the the story, the the integral parts of it, the foundations of which it was built on, you just are left with this feeling of incomplete, poorly executed half thoughts. Five. I, I give it a five. Yeah. They're going to give me half cause... thoughts. I'm going to give them a half score. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like even me giving it like a five and a half is still being just a hair bit generous, but it was immediately the first thing that popped in my head. Yeah. But it was. But if I'm comparing this to, like, something that I really enjoyed, like, if I'm comparing this to Food Wars, that's what we covered last week, if I'm comparing this to the fourth, to the third and fourth season of Food Wars, which was my favourite seasons, they're still, I mean, they're characters of the same age, well, Food Wars, they're a little bit older by that point. No, because these guys age, so same age characters. They are, yeah, the thoughts, the, the, yeah, it, there's the, I can't even, I can't even articulate myself properly on my opinions because it just feels it honestly feels wrong trying to compare it to food wars yeah and like the first thing of what i thought you were going to compare it to was going to be tonica but that's even worse yeah because honestly on a scale of comedy i think tonica even sits above food wars yeah as in like just overall comedy yeah yeah i think that's what this is i think that's where i'm with it okay so because like in tanaka and in say like daily lives of high school boys you kind of have two ends of a spectrum on like daily lives of high school boys is purely skits with some little things running through tanaka kun is a more linear story with some skits throughout this i think was trying to be tanaka kun with some skits throughout right but because of how segmented it was some parts of it feel like high school, daily lives of high school boys, the way that that was supposed to be set up, where it was like not supposed to make much linear sense at all, except for a general running line. Like every now and again, like there's a running gag. Yeah, like I feel like it was one overarching story, but it was so jumbled and convoluted. And Too honestly, much. it reminds me of some of Akira Toriyama's Dragon Ball writing of like for getting who characters were and like forgetting his place like honestly i felt like they were writing it week to week mm -hmm. but they might have been doing drugs in between so they forgot what they talked about the week before like did they like him did they not i don't know if i let's just roll with it yeah well i mean just the first episode your characters are already established and by the end of the the first episode your main character your love interest is confessed to your main character and she's rejected him which, I mean, it's fine if you're going to establish that as the rest of the plotline. But then by the next episode, they're like, they've flipped roles again. And then the next episode, they flip roles again. And then the next episode, they flip roles again. It's frustrating. Yeah, it was... I don't know. For the sake of not wanting to repeat myself, bleh. <laughs> bleh. Yeah, anyways. I, I, I don't know. 
I think I could I could talk about how frustrated I am with this for a long time, but that doesn't really do anything because it doesn't elaborate any uh, on any of my thoughts because I think I've said everything that I can think of and thus I'm just repeating myself and that's redundant. So yeah, but honestly, I think it is. I feel like it's a good thing, like bringing in shows that we just kind of are meh on every yeah. now and then. Uh, yeah, the show is meh. I, I mean, I would show it to a friend if they liked romance anime. I'd be like, yeah, I mean, it's worth a watch because if you're watching it casually, I think you'd enjoy it. If you're watching it to dissect it, you absolutely would not enjoy it. No, not uh, you wouldn't n- not enjoy it, but you wouldn't love it. <laughs> yeah, like I, I would have to be very selective over who I would recommend this to. Yeah. And even then, I wouldn't even recommend it to anyone i think it had to be one of the situations of if somebody asked like should they watch it because they were interested in it like yeah give it a go yeah but i wouldn't just go up to like one of my weeb friends and be like hey check this shit out agreed yeah it would be the kind of thing of like oh somebody comes to me hey do you have any romance anime that you recommend oh you've watched all the big ones yeah check out that little monster Mm mm-hmm I think I think that really covers everything yeah. without ranting some more. <laughs> I was going to say, well, this entire podcast has just been tangents and rants. Just in general, the entire podcast. Yeah. Honestly, everybody's <laughs> everybody's favorite parts and you get an entire probably two hours and 15 minutes of it by the time I'm done. Right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe less. I'm hoping less. <laughs> but are you excited for next week's topic? I am. I'm excited for next week's topic, because after going and watching it in theaters, I'm pumped. Yeah, no, I am excited as well. I Although, I I feel bad by giving you so many romances, even though this is a... Honestly, this next film is a conundrum. You'll understand why. Because it's... Makoto Shinkai was talking about it in an interview of it's truly a choice of morals and morality with the decisions that are made in this film. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to hear your thoughts on it and everything once we are able to sit down and watch it because it's dropping next Tuesday and I think we're covering it on Wednesday. So it's going to be extremely fresh in our brains trying to sit down and cover it. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited to hear your thoughts because it it's phenomenal. It's the same people who made the soundtrack for your name, except they were given full creative direction mm-hmm. with the music in this one. Like Shinkai like hand like literally handed the script to rad whips and said have at it fun so it was it was a really good experience i'm looking forward to being able to watch it subbed this time instead of dubbed because i took all of my non-weebs to the theaters to see it so of course we had to watch it dubbed Boo. i mean hey it was actually really good dubbed I'm like glad. i i enjoyed it however so that's gonna be fun but i think Anything else to add? No, I am talked out. Okay, so, pluggy plugs. Blue, Twitch, Monday through Saturday, except for Wednesday, from 8 to 10, Mountain Standard Time, at Blue Lavender. She streams all sorts of fun things, from art to Minecraft to more Minecraft, to Spyro on Tuesdays. Yeah. You can also find her on Instagram and Twitter at... Blue Lavender STM, mm-hmm. and she also runs an adorable Instagram for her dog Tilly at the best Tilly Bean. I do, and if you like Brad, then you can find Brad on Instagram at uh, Brad Carter Gaming, and you can also find him. He has a Discord as well. Maybe we can add your Discord link to um, uh, 
the the website as well because that's a thing that has that's a thing that has yes that is a thing that has um english i i would like that on a t-shirt please that's a thing that has um and uh yeah he also runs a instagram page for uh the adorable prick which is a cactus filled instagram page with the best instagram handle you will ever find come at me if you find a better one because i would love to laugh but he also is the master of Instagram because he also runs our Instagram where he posts a memes, um, some that we find on the when the internet on the internet thing that is, and some that we make off of our own brains. So if you like memes, feel free to follow us, but most specifically Brad on the Instagram at BNB Anime. Our Twitter is also at BNB Anime where I. I'm so bad at tweeting from. I like how I'm being the responsible one with the social medias now. You honestly are being the responsible one with the social medias. <laughs> and I'm the least like social media person ever. I'm I'm basically a dad whenever it comes to internet things. I'm like, I don't know how this shit works. Yeah. And I actually Like we had one a, meme go viral. I had, and I, I had like, a job I don't get it. in in social media at one point. That was my career. And yet what happened to me? I was about to ask that, but it didn't feel right. So I'm glad you did. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, and then we also have our website, which is uh, www.bnbanime.com. So if you want to know uh, more about us, we have a a little bit of an About Us page. We also have some links to some fun stuff we've been working on on there. And also the entire archive of all of our podcast episodes is also on the website, along with your regularly uh, listening everyday programs that you can find your listening things on like spotify itunes and youtube we're on there as well all at bnb anime it's if you want to find us it's at bnb anime and i think is that everything i think that that about wraps it up oh blue also has a youtube channel oh, where she uploads all of her artsy art things and she also has a tiktok because you know i don't really post on it though but yeah if you want to see art stuff you can find me on youtube or on tiktok um blue lavender blue lavender stm yeah yeah so thank you all so much for listening blue and i greatly appreciate it next week you get to look forward to animation at some of its finest with makoto shinkai's newest film weathering with you but until then we'll catch you all later Bye-bye. bye bye